Welcome to episode 223 of the Linux Slugcast. We're an open podcast slash slug that meets at 9 p.m. Eastern every first and third Friday of the month using Mumble. We encourage anyone listening to join us and participate on the podcast. Check out linuxslugcast.com for the server details. And I did update the server details to the new Mumble server, Danny's server. So it's got the right one now. If you have any questions, comments, or topics that I guess to discuss and are unable to join us live during the show, you can send us an email at feedback at linuxslugcast.com. You can check out, uh, we have a subreddit, which nobody checks anymore. Why do I just, just take that one out completely? No one is checking the subreddit, right? Bueller? No? No. So we're just going to take no, that so right just... out of there. We're just not going to talk no. about it anymore. Gone. All right. So you can check out, uh, what the hell did I just do? Thank God there's an undo. Deleted the show notes. I deleted something. That was the wrong thing. I have uh, a phone right now, and I take a picture of my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what that was about, but that's fucking hilarious. Um, there. All right. So forget about the subreddit. We do, uh, post most of our stuff to Lemmy. Uh we have most of our conversation on the Matrix channel. We have a YouTube channel and we have a PeerTube channel. Links for all of those can be found at linuxlogcast.com or in the show notes. Uh, I'm your host for this evening, Honky Magoo. With us tonight is Eric. Good evening. Joe? Yep, I'm here. Uh, Jackie? Present. We need to get Jackie's name. We just changed one of them to Jackie, so I don't Uh, Lugbot? Yay. Minix. Danny, He's never sounded better. Okay, I'm here. Oh, hey. hey what's up? Lugbot what talks and you... And you <laughs> <laughs> Morton C. Good evening. And Netminer. And Netminer. Um... Yeah, who's using my name in vain? <laughs> We're trying to uh, summon you, summon your spirit with our Ouija board. Well, uh, Eric, I wanted to say the fact that you uh, express yourself extremely loquaciously really warms my heart. See, that's one of the characteristics of someone with Asperger's is that when we give, when somebody asks us a question, we will give an answer, chapter, verse. I appreciate that. I didn't know Eric had Asperger's. I don't. Oh. What is this? I think he's saying. He was saying somebody should ask him to shut up. No. No, no, that that's very comforting to me. Oh, yeah. You, as you having it, okay. I thought yeah. you were saying that Eric has it. No, I got it. And you I felt a kinship it. with him. Yes, um, purely uh, platonic, of course. Of course. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I was. A, I didn't mean to assume anything. No, I uh, presume. I, I don't know how. But I have been friends with a number of people with uh, Asperger's and other sort of, you know, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I've always been maybe drawn towards people uh, that have neurodivergency. They're more they're more intentional. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I've just like 
I'll go into a room of 20 people and I will pick out the person who is going to be most towards like that end of the spectrum of humanity. Right. Like, cause I'd rather sit and have a conversation. I'd rather go slow and enjoy the time. And like, I've just always been that way. And I, uh, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's interesting. I don't know if you look at your life and you think like the, not the law of attraction, but just the idea that you tend to meet the same people in a lot of different ways that, that are, they're very similar and you can kind of start equating like, Oh, you, you remind me a lot of this person or a lot of my relationships have been that way where it's like, I, yeah, I'm, I can't explain it. <laughs> um, no... Just for your information, just for like political correctness, the community does not recognize Asperger's anymore and falls under ASE spectrum. Okay. The autism spectrum, it's more polite that way. Gotcha. And uh, a lot of them will just tell you, like, neodivergent. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, now, since my uniqueness was discovered in my late teens, early 20s, and my Asperger's was officially labeled in my 40s, I'm kind of attached to the label that actually explained what was going on. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want us to call it, we will call it. George Carlin has a really cool bit on how throughout time language gets softer and how, you know, in the First World War you were shell-shocked. And then it turned into, like, PTSD or, or, you know, there were sort of, like, levels of how it progressed throughout time. It's the same thing. But as we've moved forward in time, I think part of that is just being more precise and specific. But also part of it is just those old labels kind of having a sort of stigma about them, um, whereas things can be nu nuanced. That's why I like the idea of it being a spectrum, because it is. You know, some people are profoundly, you know, a certain way, and some people are very mildly a certain way. Well, I'm just saying I was so relieved somebody... Notice that my body language was was not anything that normal, and that was in my late teens, early twenties, whatever. And then when I went into mass rehab because my nerves were shot, uh, they gave me some exhaustive tests and they labeled it Asperger's. And I said, ah, yes, now I have something that fills in a lot of the blanks. And that comfort is, well, especially considering a lot of other stuff that was going on, uh, actually having, having that. Also, you've got to remember, I grew up in the time of stewards and stewardesses and... Mm -hmm actors and actresses and when when you could actually uh, you know what the labels hadn't been pc'd so much yeah and uh you know the the ash the ashburgers in me likes those more precise labels hmm. what do you guys been working on Joe, his headphones. What about you, Jackie? 
Uh, JC's been having me help him with his stuff. He's doing audio video. So he's been recording and he had to, he actually he had to finish his project. He has to give a three minute podcast speech on the tools for robotics team. Is he becoming nice. a TikTok influencer? No, he's kind of done with that. He barely uses, he's, he, I think he likes programming, but he likes his robotics and his uh, coding. Nice. And Way to go. He's got a, they've got a, their, their only tournament is next month. And right now he's the only boy on the six. Uh, the rest of them are the six. Uh, other ten, ten members are girls. Really? That's weird. That's why he joined. Yeah. No, he actually, he, he just <laughs> he's got sisters that are older. He's kind of like I'm done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was he using a, to do the uh, the the audio and video editing? I do not know. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Just been recording. Has he been recording stuff. Been recording and taking pictures and well, he tells me that he needs to use my microphone, um, what either tomorrow or Sunday. So it's all set up in the other room. He'll just be able to disconnect it and hook it up to his Chromebook and make a proper recording with it. He says the the Chromebook microphone is terrible. What does the Chromebook use to record audio? Microphone. The built-in microphone. No, I meant uh, application-wise. Google? <laughs> I'm sure it's a Google app, but I mean, like, you know what it is? It's just some default Chrome audio thing. Oh, he hasn't asked for my help before now, so I have no clue. Okay. Yeah, all I know is I've been, hey, do this, hold this, Mom, and Mom, do you can you hear this? I'm like, okay, I have no idea what's going on, but... And then drive him to school and pick Google. him up. Yeah, I think Jitsi could use a, a seventh tile. We want to see Jackie. Miss Shorty. Yes. Well. Aren't we pretty a- enough for you, Netminer? Apparently not. <laughs> a- Can you a- see how attractive any- I am? <laughs> any. Any of the mid-shorties would be nice to to bring up the class of their place. I can't argue with him, you know? Although I did stay extra rugged for you today. By, <laughs> by the way, Mortensy, I've found a particularly thigh way of getting around your escort problem. Your fiancé doesn't like you being escorted by women and the guys are working. Yeah. Well, well, clearly you need to hook up. You need to find a lady boy as an escort. <laughs> I'm sure she'll love that. Oh yeah, there you go. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. <laughs> I think that Oriental magic. <laughs> That's that is some solid problem solving right there. I think it's a great <laughs> idea. Thinking outside the box. Everybody talks about this trance stuff as be as if it was brand new. In Thailand, it's been going on for I don't know hundreds. In a of lot years. of cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's all references all to it back in, in in the Roman Empire. Yeah. All India, I know don't they have is, a whole cast? There's just there, lady. There are some there. very convincing. Boys out there, I can say that much. 
Where and, you just, there, where you and, just... there, and there are also the uh, American Indians had thumbs up for me. <laughs> I am se- I'm secure enough in my masculinity to recognize beauty wherever it lies. Where it lies. The the uh, uh, we have a not safe for work podcast. Some of the guys at work and. Uh, before I went to Thailand last year, one of them posted a picture. Uh, it was a, 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 a an American. It was like a picture from somebody on uh, um, that six hundred pound show. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it had a picture of a lady boy, and then it had a guy that said, "Guess I'm gay." <laughs> <laughs> My six hundred pound life. That's a good show. That's a good well, show. That's well, what it was. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, half the half the boys she went to high school with uh, in her village are lady boys. I, wow. I met one of them last wow. year on uh, New Year's Eve before we went to the fireworks. Uh, she is a famous uh, in the village uh, uh, chef. So like, she usually runs out of food during the day. Like she can't keep enough supplies on hand. To keep making everything she does all day long, she runs out of stuff because everything's so popular. Weiner. Weiner. What's Weiner, Lugbach? Weiner. I didn't ask. Yeah, we'll have to. You'll have to check it out, Lugbot, and see if uh, see if you're interested. Actually, on YouTube, I, I am. I support it. Uh, I was watching this gamer who originally I didn't know was trans. And I still consider her a very good friend. And she was kind of careful about saying, you know, this is not a romantic thing. And I said, hey, man, I get, I mean, when getting a good friend of whatever orientation is rare enough and with the sexual thing out of out of the picture a lot of you know you can be it it makes things a lot easier for general friendship yes yeah <clears throat> that's true i uh this is related to linux but you know elementary os Careful. um no 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 this is fine um <laughs> But I, I knew Daniel. Well, now it's Daniel. All right, back to Linux. All right, it is. Eric's going to start us back to Linux. It is. But it's, so now it's Danielle Fiore, and she, it was Daniel. So and I, I knew her when she was he and talked to him about elementary and all that stuff. And then she transitioned, and it was just like I, I was blown away because I thought, man, that takes some serious guts to be able to like just say this is who I am you know and you may not all... like it well i was i was very careful not to use that word <laughs> <laughs> thanks <Lord laughs> uh, and i just inter- i just interviewed her last month and uh yeah, yeah she's, she's great been on Mincast a couple of times yeah, so that's she's, she's that's awesome elementary OA. is she the main dev yep yeah she's great and you use and, that and don't you honestly Mark? as a, as a woman she is I couldn't, I don't even remember the, the, the male part of her. Like she just, she is a woman now, which is kind of amazing. So uh, I, uh, on YouTube, I, I get a lot of filk music 
you know, there's a whole series. Originally, it was put out on cassette tape. And I what kind, what kind of music? Filk. Filk? Filk? What is that? Fantasy folk. Yeah, science That's fiction what, um, folk. Oh, I've never heard of that. What is his name? That's on Mincast who does that. You mean Moss? Moss, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and and one of the stars there was uh, evidently transitioned back in the way back in the uh, well, it's cassette tape time, so it's dark ages nowadays. Although I can recommend Band from Argo as great Trek fiction. That's part of the reason I really enjoy being on this show, besides just hanging out with you guys. Um, and uh-huh. listen, I, I said before we started recording last week, I listened back to the first like close to an hour, and I probably spoke for 30 minutes <laughs> of that 60. And I just was like shaking my head going, God, these guys need to tell me to, <laughs> to just be quiet already. But, uh, yeah, just having the opportunity to come in and share and, and hang out is great. But also just finding so many cool things. Like, there's so much stuff now. Like, com- everything that, that is now on a streaming service that is like a legacy piece of media, plus all the new stuff that's being created, it's just literally impossible to keep up with. And without having someone say to me, wow, you should check this out. This is interesting. Uh I have a hard time just looking through and browsing and getting interested in, in anything. Cause there's just so much, you know, you go through Netflix or any of these services and it's just like, I, I don't even know what to pick. Like, what is it? Uh, paralysis because it's some, too much choice. Uh, analysis, analysis paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of legacy media, we have an update about our good friend and longtime listener, uh, Cherry Hill, Tony. Um, Did you say C about legacy media? <laughs> <laughs> he's a legacy Poor Jerry listener. L. Tony. <laughs> hey, he likes it. Just because he's old. <laughs> I never like, said he's old. Things. I said he's legacy. It's different. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a very uh, grand uh, way you of got, saying. You gotta be careful with that legacy stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'll be retired next year, you know, at 66 and something. So anyway, we yeah, uh, so Lovecraft finally got a hold of him, and he's doing fine. He's in, uh, well, he's in a place. I don't really want to put his private stuff on blast, but he's doing good, and he hopes to be home by the end of the year, and... Uh, so that would be nice if he joins us again. Although he did say something very strange, which uh, maybe because of the medication that he's on, or been. uh, dementia or something, maybe creeping in. He said he really misses joining in on the mint cast <laughs> when Lovecraft told him that we were all worried about him and asking about him. Every show since we haven't heard from him. The Linux Lugcast have worried about him, wondered where he was, haven't been able to hear back from him. Uh, we've always mentioned him, how much we care about him, and hope that he gets in contact with him. Meanwhile, another podcast that doesn't even care if he's alive or dead. Uh, 
You mean he says the other misses. other other Tony that was on for um, one episode when we all joined on Midcast? Have you guys at all asked about how he's doing? Asked each other if you can contact him in some way, uh, anything like that? Since we haven't heard from him, no. No, you don't care about him. Considering. <laughs> That's exactly my point. So it has to be some kind of uh, delusion that he, or maybe he was half awake uh, when he said this. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We're that just it better was, than you guys. That it, that it was the baby pain medicine or, or something like that that made him say this ludicrous <laughs> thing, and I'm not going to hold it against him because I don't. I think he you, just you misspoke. You shouldn't, because you know it's the midcast, and he you just know, misspoke. They're, is they're, all they're just awesome. Yeah, there's a there's a cast in both of them. I think that's all it was. He just <laughs> he just picked the wrong one. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was odd, but other than that, well, he, yeah. he's doing good. Sli- slip of memory. Uh, as a dyslexic, I do that all the time. Okay, so yeah, so it, it's 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 nothing to get wor- wor- to worry about or anything like that. And so it's just a misspeak. But anyway, uh, uh, I'm I'm glad we finally heard from him. And, we love uh, everybody that's ever been on. Yes, the yes, we uh, do, and we talk about them and how many. Yeah, I see you reading from on. your teleprompter right now. You <laughs> can give a damn about anybody that isn't directly on the microphone. So, well, so he anyway. was. We we hope to hear from him soon uh, when he gets back home, and we're all uh, giving him good thoughts or prayers or whatever you want to say. And I'm, I'm I'm glad somebody that Lovecraft actually was able to get a hold of him, so that's good. I just wanted to put that out there. Joe, did you get the uh, the email I sent you? No, you sent me an email. Yeah, with the. Oh, you're the worst. No, I, the email that you sent with the link, yes, I put that into um, the Mintcast uh, next right. cloud, and I, I harassed Bill until he added it to the show audio. I thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, has anybody actually been working on anything, Danny? Have you I been have. Working on any project? Have you? What have you been working on? So, I'm trying to get all of my. Proxmox virtual machines uh, set up as Linux containers because I'm starting to run out of RAM and it, 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 a container will, will use about half the RAM as a virtual machine. So I've, I've been doing that, and one, but a very difficult problem I've run into is anything that needs uh, a display like X11, like needs access to a GPU. Uh, it's hard to get through a Linux container to use the uh, GPU. So I, I'm trying to. I was trying to move WebTop. You remember that that Docker container where you have a desktop and and uh, I, I got it running. And but when I try to log in, I get all these errors in the logs about X11, blah blah blah, this and that. And so I've I looked it up, and a lot of people say the same thing. Uh, that getting getting trying to access the GPU through a Linux container is not the easiest thing to do. So anyway, I'm still working on that. But uh, I, I've moved some, some some things to to the to the Linux containers out, out from the VMs and say actually saves quite a bit of RAM. I'd like to I'd like to try that uh, running a Linux container on the Lugcast 
official VPS. I think that would be fine. Also, uh, we need to access the VPS somehow. Did, did, Mortensy, did you decide on a way that would be best since, since you said Google doesn't offer that sign-on service anymore? Or? anymore or? Um, I figured just uh, uh, local accounts and uh, everybody get a um, 256 or 512-bit RSA key. Yeah. Public key. Yeah. Well, that uh, that's well, what I was going to suggest. Just well, just everybody use their public key to get on. Uh, connect. If, if if you didn't have any other ideas. Yeah. No. No. That was that. That was about it. On my ideas. Okay. Why don't we okay. do that then? Without the, do that then? without the Google setup. Yeah. So you have the address you gave us. Yeah. And uh. And the. SSH uh, it just be SSH user ID at the host. So um, I guess just give me your keys and uh, and if anybody needs help creating keys, uh, we should we should document all this. So as we do stuff, document it. How we're locking it down. Uh, no direct root login. Um, now there's a. Now there's I a, thought I made a. Did I make a room for us to talk about it on? Yeah, Lugcast Lab. Lugcast Lab. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that, that'll be good. Are, are, are you going to set up pseudo permissions or? Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I wasn't going to go um, full blown security, giving you specific commands that you could run with sudo. I was just going to allow allow everybody to issue to root. Just. Uh, That's fine. Um, That's fine. Uh, I'm sure at some point we'll limit that uh, down to working. On the containers and not on the whole system. That sounds good. That sounds good. Just because that that should be should you, should do it that you, way. You don't want me accidentally nuking everybody else's projects. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I thought it was the prod server at work. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to RMRF. Yeah, no core wars. Oh. All right. Okay. I've had a small project, but um, I don't know if you want to hear about it since it's, you know, not really Linux-based. Is it tech-based? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. Well, I picked up a 7-inch uh, screen on Black Friday from Amazon. It was really good price, so I picked it up. I 3D printed a frame for it, and um, I took it to work. And I took an adapter with me, uh, a USB-C hub, so that I could hook it up to HDMI and power. And it will um, implement DEX on my phone. So I've been using DEX on a little 7-inch screen just to test out DEX more without, you know, taking over one of the giant monitors next to me. Now, what, now is it just... So... When you say a screen, is it por like a portable monitor? Or yeah, portable it? monitor. Okay. I'll see so if it, I can. Yeah, I, I will look it up. I'll put post that in the show notes. So where'd I, you get it? Oh yeah, Black, Amazon. Black, was it a Black Friday deal? Yeah. So I read about this when I got my tablet and was trying to understand how Dex worked, and it sounded like whenever you're using a device and you plug in any kind of external monitor, then you have 
Did it? No? Okay, I'm getting the finger well, up. <laughs> we, yes. Um, in most cases, it will. But there okay. is one circumstance that I've come across where it will not. And that is using um, Display Link. I cannot get DEX to work uh -huh. over Display Link. And I have a USB 3.0 monitor that I wanted to use because it's like a 15.6 and I could not get DEX to implement on that. So what's the connection you're using? Um, now it's HDMI. But, so... But on the phone, other one, it's a USB 3.1. But what is the cable though? One end is HDMI and one end is... No, for that portable monitor, it is USB 3.1 display link technology. Oh, oh, oh okay. So it would be um, an OTG cable to um, a USB uh, 3.0 cable. The gotcha. USB micro B. And that, that while I could get output to that monitor, it would only mirror the display. When she walked in, the way the headset was on her head, and the, micro the microphone was up. It looked like she had an antenna. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Looks like you have an antenna. <laughs> he runs on Wi-Fi. But yeah, um, over, over HDMI... Everything that I've been able to hook up over HDMI has worked that way so far. Or USB-C, any USB-C monitor that I hook up, that implements X. Okay, cool. I have a little, yeah, I think it's about a 7-inch uh, USB. I mean, you can use mini HDMI, but you can also use uh, <laughs> USB-C. So, Minix, you look like you're seriously concentrating, like very hard. I'm gonna try to distract distract you. I'm uh, sending my uh, my key to. Uh, oh, to Morrissey. Uh, yeah. I might be completely redoing my um, server. Uh, I'm. It's got a lot of cruft on it. It hasn't been reformatted in a long time, and I want to switch from the SSD to an M.2. So I don't know if I'm going to be sending my key right now because it could change. Uh, I guess I could force it to use the same key. I don't know if it, it'll attach in uh, Element or in Matrix. I'll try it. Hmm. Is it? Has anybody else been working on anything? I'm just... Not been studying diet pie it worked uh, uh haven't installed it yet but i'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it compares to pi os um especially since all i've got to do to swap over is to format i mean is to install it to an SS, uh, a USB 3 SSD and plug it, uh, cold swap it from, uh, from my Pi 4 to, uh, which is running now Pi OS, but I just unplug the one SSD and plug in the other one, and I'll be able to, to use, uh, Diet Pi and, and, and eventually uh, XFCE, which is my preferred desktop anyway. You just jump right in. Diapi is pretty self-explanatory and 
cartridge. Mm-hmm. Even if you just put it on a, you want to test that, put it on a, uh, if you have any micro SD cards, it just, it doesn't take a lot. I mean, you get a simple like 16 or 32 micro SD card, just throw that on there and jump in and it'll go through, <clears throat> run through the initial setup stuff and install whatever it is you want to install. It's quick and easy. Dive right in. And what's the worst that can happen? You screw it up, and you just pop the SD card right out, and you can plug your uh, your SSD back, USB SSD right back in, and be right where, uh, back where you were before. That's probably the super fun thing about these uh, the single board computers. Things go wrong. It's really easy to format a new SD card, swap it out, put a new one in, back up and running. No time. Easy to make backups too. Pull the SD card out, and make a copy of the SD card, an image of it, put it back in. Right back well, there. You don't even have to do it with SD cards anymore. I mean, the four, if you're running a four, then they already have the firmware to boot directly off of USB. Yeah. That's what I'm using is, uh, is my Pi 4 configured for USB boot. You, you used to have to jump through a whole crap ton of hoops to get USB boot working, and now it's just out of the box. There you go. Right, so I have to go back and either try to fix, which I don't, I don't think I'm going to bother trying to fix my audio bookshelf. I think I'm just going to... Uh, so what happened? Did get screwed up? Yeah, something's going on with it where it's it's not working right. So Drop your user or something while you log in. Uh, it, I'll tell you here in a second, actually. That, that's what happened to mine. And you have, you set up a separate volume for your books, right? Yeah. So why don't you, uh... Failed to ping server. Are, are you using the Docker image? I'm using uh, YUnoHost, so I'm just oh. gonna, I'm gonna try and delete it off of YUnoHost, then reinstall it with YUnoHost, then put it back at the, uh, uh, where I have the audiobooks, and, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about losing where I am. I've basically, uh, listened to everything that's on there right now, minus, uh, I was halfway through the third of the altered carbon books and really that the third book's not it's not as good as either the first or the second really the third book no i i I like the third book better than i like the second book i could see that yeah uh, the first you know it's takashi kovac versus takashi kovac right and the the first one is awesome. It's the best of them, and then it's completely different in the second one, and then it's also completely, completely different again in in the third one. And, right. Um, but uh, I do like the third one better, and honestly, I think the third one gets better as it gets farther along in the book. Okay. So, Why don't you use the Docker image? I could. Why not just install bare bones? Well, no. Do, you, do I mean it's made to use with the Docker image? They say, they give you a compose file, and you just uh, put that inside of a folder, label it audio bookshelf or whatever, and then do Docker compose up, and it pulls everything down. And then every anytime you need to update, it's just Docker compose pull, and then Docker compose up again. So is that basically what YNOHost is doing? No, it's not but, using Docker. But uh, YNOHost uses mostly Docker containers. No, I don't think so. No. No, they have their own packages. Like they, ha- it's kind of. I think they're similar to dev packages. I, I just have it installed bare bones. Well, you could do that too. But it, I mean, I mean that it's recommended to just use the 
the Docker image. And it's so easy to update. I, I, I recommend you doing that. All right. I'll take a look at doing that. If you don't yeah, do that, then uh, I don't care. That's actually one of the reasons that... <laughs> it's actually one of the reasons that I haven't done the complete reinstall yet and the hardware upgrade is because I don't want to lose my, my config on, you know, um, audio bookshelf and also um, what has and hasn't been watched on Plex or when things were downloaded on Plex. Yeah, audio bookshelf is, like, constantly updated. They're really good about that. So Yeah. I've asked that guy for the, the developer for features on Discord, and he had an update out that day. I mean, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Damn. On a side note, uh, Reacher Season 2 is coming out uh, pretty soon. Yeah. December 15th? I think so. It's based uh, on the 11th book? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what was great was the first one. The first season was based on the first book, but they right. they did have characters in it that were from much later in the series. Well, just the one. Yeah. What's and, her name? Yeah. What's her name? And and then now they're doing a, a book much later in the series, and I, I guess that's kind of cool considering the issues that they have with the book series itself being, you know, what is it, twenty four books long. And, and and Reacher is now like sixty something. It's like how how do you keep on with that character when he's that freaking old, right? I don't know, but from what I've seen from the ads, they're keeping pretty pretty close to the uh, to the book like they did in the first one. They kept pretty close to the book in the in the uh, in the first uh, oh, first yeah. show, first yeah. series, season. Yeah. Well, same thing with. Oh, with Altered Carbon, like, the first season really went along with the book. Other than, Very, like, one major twist with, right. with, with his sister. And, and then the second oh, yeah, one... Yeah. And well, then that, this, there was other parts, too, but yeah. Yeah. But that was, like, the major, like, right. variance there. But then the second season was just completely a mishmash of, like, the second book and the third book and some random crap that they just decided to change. Right. Well, they kept it, they kept him on Earth, didn't they? No. No, he was not on Earth. Where was he in the second one? Because I... Uh, I just a, another planet. Another okay. planet. Yeah. But they also brought the uh, AI with him. Yeah. And that never happened. And, and then um, the person that trained him was Quest Falconer, who had absolutely nothing to do with the Envoy Corps in the books. But she was the creator of the Envoy Corps in the TV show, and yeah, the, it was just because the Envoys really were, the, were the were the military, and then the uh, um, Falconer started up. The, Danny's bored. The Fal- <laughs> Falconer started up with the uh, the there was like a rebellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The insurgency, I think it was called. Yeah, something like that. And for completely different reasons in the TV show than the book. Like, in the TV show, it's like, no one should live over X number of years, blah, 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 so automatic cutoff. You know, cut that shit out, just because you're not (laughs) interested in reading. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, 
But um, it was the class system in the books that was causing the problem. And, and the thing about the second book is just, you know, hey, we found an alien ship. And, right. And it was, it was such third, a random thing. And in the third book, it just really didn't impact anything other than, you know, their ability to interface with machines. Right. Like, you figure something that technologically advanced would provide a bit more. Right. Speaking of interfacing with machines. <laughs> Sorry. Did you know uh, that you could uh, interface with the machine to go into somebody's dreams? dreams? Are you going to jump straight into dreamscape here? All well, right. I mean, we're, we're on the same line of uh, technology here. Well, that's kind of the basis of the show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's hard. It's hard to pick up every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> we kind of veer uh, a little well, off course. <laughs> you only need technology to start with. Train yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then you just need to be in close proximity. That's right. right. Like either next to next door or below. Right. Mm-hmm. Then below, yeah. yeah. Now, what's this? Nice, that heavy. The... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say some nice heavy breathing meditation. Now, th- this, the, an altered carbon, is, that's what you're talking about, right? Yes. Is that, uh, is the technology similar to what they used in Dreamscape? No. No. Like We're that talking, kind of interface? So, altered carbon is uh, people who, uh, their bodies aren't really worth a damn. They have a disc inside of, uh, in, right in the back of their neck, which basically has all of their information on it. And when the body dies, you pull the disc out and they stick it into a new sleeve or a new body, and you can live on. Or if you get sent to the stack, which is what happens when you break a law. It's, it's kind of like then, jail. Yeah. They take you out of that disc and put you into storage, and then they take your body and basically give it to somebody coming off the stack. That right. is, you know, finish their time. They're, Would they're this punished. be called like a transhumanism? Is that like more or less? More or less. I mean, they do talk about things like um, well, you wouldn't have to worry about things like transgenderism because you just no. Do, I don't mean do transgenderism. <laughs> Cross sleeving and um, artificial bodies, and um, well, technically, your you consciousness have is stored in that chip, in other words, right? Yes, yes. Well, there's debate about that too with the religious folks, but yeah, yeah. you, you think really we'll ever need get to, to read those point? books? I expect so, we will eventually, not in our lifetime. So, I started watching something and I thought it was Altered Carbon. Where someone got killed, yes. but then like their consciousness was automatically downloaded. Like it wasn't backup. about the disc. That's all yep. their carbon. Yep. There was some was... backup where they were able to get it from the backup. Yep. Okay. Quick synopsis on that. The guy <laughs> did something. The guy is a meth. He'd lived for like 300 years, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, meth is short for Methuselah, not, you know, methamphetamine, just so you know. <laughs> but, um, He's so rich that he, if your stack is destroyed and you don't have a backup, you're gone. You're dead. Poof, gone. So he had himself backed up every 48 hours with a new backup. He did something so horrendous that he wanted to forget it. So he blew out his own stack. But when he was resurrected from his backup, he said, if I wanted to kill myself, I wouldn't be standing here. 
So something else must have happened. I must have been murdered. So he hires a guy that can figure it out for him. Okay, yeah. That so I I really didn't get very far into the series. Um, I had the sense. I don't know. I. I I have a hard time with some of those shows. They, they sort of, because they're coming from this sort of rich universe and instead of just picking a course and making it entertaining, they feel like they have to do this incredible fan service and try to cram all of the details of a book into the first few episodes. And it just gets to be kind of like overwhelming for the, the layman. And that was one where I would, I just felt like I had to know so much to even get anything out of it that I was just like, eh, I'm done with this. I kind of felt that they did it really well um, in Altered Carbon. But yeah, it would probably, it probably was helpful to me that I had read and enjoyed the book first. It just seemed like I have a hard time with a lot of those where everybody's like, you have to watch this. It's amazing. And there's a four or five episode ramp up before you really can start enjoying it, because I feel like I have to go back and (laughs) take notes. (laughs) The the whole, like, Netflix series strategy anymore is, like, the first episode is super exciting, and it's meant to catch you and grab you and drag you into the show, and then, like, the next four or five episodes are kind of meh. But they build on the story, and they're slow, and and then all of a sudden, right there at the end, here's all the excitement. Everything wraps up. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to de- derail the movie. So, so Back the, to Dreamscape. Dreamscape. Uh, Synopsis. Yeah, that 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 technology Dreamscape. is very different, I guess, from uh, Alter Carbon. Is, is kind of the point that's being made uh, yeah this was much this was more about psychic ability right right yeah so before we start does anybody here believe in psychic powers or telekinesis or palm reading or tarot or astrology or anything like that you're all not, sane then right not not in <laughs> not, not in like it's oh, i don't think Ford's it's like his finger up oh are you going to say something? Are you going to say something? You can go first, Eric, if you want. No, I, I was saying I, I do not believe in any of that stuff. I was just going to say so it's, I, it's re- Go ahead, Mortsy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I read uh, um, a lot of different things growing up you know, as a teenager and, you know, college age and stuff. Just saturated myself with uh, religion and uh, philosophy and the metaphysics, especially since I make the jewelry so mm-hmm. one of the first things i made was a bra- bracelet with uh, black beads and two skull beads and a, uh, a necklace the same way with one crystal um so i didn't put any power behind the crystal but if i were to believe in good luck these are good luck uh, so that, that's about as far as your beliefs go well, e- even if it's just, uh, you know, the mind over matter thing, you know, yeah. when you're looking for yeah. positive stuff, you see the self-fulfilling prophecies and stuff. Um, but uh, I also read lots of uh, stuff about the Golden Dawn and Thelema and Israel Regardi and, and Aleister Crowley and stuff. And Aleister Crowley said when he was talking about, you know, doing high rituals and stuff like that, um, that, uh, you know, there's all these steps you have to do. And he said uh, he doesn't. He, he said he didn't necessarily place belief in 
in that, but that if you could do those steps and repeat the results, that scientifically that means that something's going on. What it is, I don't know, but so I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I mean, so many people prayed for me and wished me well, and you know, I had anointed oil painted on me at a the Eastern Orthodox Church, and I'm alive, and uh, I was told that I had what like a ten to thirty percent chance of being alive in five years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so far, everything's so far. Er- everything seems to be. I've gone through all the trouble stuff, and it seems to be okay so far. What, what were you going to say, Eric? What, I think for, real, real uh, quick, I just want to do. Uh, when you uh, a while back, you had said that your uh, your numbers had started to go back up again, but they said that they were they didn't see anything. So they didn't see anything new in my CT scan, and okay. I got my blood okay. pulled yesterday. My results came in this morning, and uh, so the, so two point five and below is where it's considered uh, cancer free. But they shouldn't ever be going up. There's things that can cause it, but they shouldn't be going up. So in a year, they dropped from 1.29 nanograms per milliliter to 0.92, and then in in a year, and then in one month, they went back up to 1.29. So in four months, they've gone down to 1.08. Oh, okay. So that that is that was weighing heavy on your mind. For a while. For a while. Yeah, I, I could tell. I could yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad to see that it dropped. Because you were a pretty happy-go-lucky, and then you got that blood test, and I, I, I saw your attitude change a little bit, so I'm glad you got some good news back from that. That's awesome. I also had some game going on, too, so that was uh, concerning. Yeah. Eric, what yeah. were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think, I think a lot of this is an offshoot, like psychic power. Um, I think a lot of it is, is our struggle to understand the world around us and that we understand science and the things that we know based off of what we've been able to prove and, or disprove or experience or whatever. And <clears throat> I think there is more like I, to, to think that we truly understand all that there is in the universe uh, I don't think the more is necessarily intelligent, you know, power or anything like that. I think that there is more that connects us uh, from like a perspective. And I think if, because I have no better way to describe it, like as, you know, a psychic or an energy sort of level, like I've known my wife for a long time and we've spent a lot of time together, but we are very different people and always have been yet. She and I consistently, on a very regular basis, know exactly what the other is thinking to the point where I will say it out loud and she'll say, damn it, I was just literally that thought was just in my mind and you said it. And it happens to me all the time as well. Now, again, part of that is because maybe I've spent 30 years of my life with her. Part of that is we have a lot of shared experiences, maybe. Part of it is that we live in close proximity. Who the hell knows what's going on there? But the fact of the matter is it's way too frequent for it to be coincidental. And we are different enough that things that I think of are not thoughts that I have. It's as if I'm pulling it out of her head and and it comes out of my mouth. It's really freaky and it happens all the time. So, you know, again, what is that? No freaking idea. 
but um you know and i think a lot of what happens with these kind of beliefs is we're just happening around us now i could look at that and i could say that there's some sort of psychic bond and i don't i don't know that i have absolutely no idea what it is but all i know is that in practice i have this connection with her as another entity another person whatever um that is beyond normal physical interaction like there's definitely something else there uh uh you can stare directly at somebody in the crowd and they'll they'll you can see them get nervous yeah right yeah, there's there there are definitely things. There is a level there of a consciousness, level of consciousness, something, right? There, there, I think there's a little more than what we consciously tap into, right? Right. Uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of some psychology stuff uh, goes over. A lot of our irrational reactions to things are based on stuff that saved us ten thousand years ago, yeah, and our evolutionary yeah. reactions that don't make sense anymore, yeah. So that's all. I, I don't. I don't think that someone can stare at me and delve into the depths of my mind, and you know, and or or connect to my dreams and stuff like that. So I mean, the, the premise put forth in the movie is kind of silly, and they don't even really even go deep into it, which I think is pretty pretty interesting for a movie that's about dreams. They don't actually spend much time talking about like how any of that happens. It's just like, oh, well, I'm just going to go into their dream now, and there's like a weird effect on the screen, and. Oh, now I'm in their dream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, would, I would just, before we get into it, I'm just curious as to if y'all believe any of that stuff. But, like, that's uh, probably as far as I go, I would go and say, like, you know, where they have the monks that can meditate and regulate their, their, their pulse and their body temperature. But I think that's a really close, like, mind-body connection rather than mind to somebody else's mind connection or or making things move with their mind or i don't really buy into any of that stuff but i think there's things you can do to affect yourself and like even when mordency brought up the power of you know positive thinking or things like that uh that that can affect even on a subconscious level of how your body operates like i can i can buy into that but uh that, that's that's about as far as I go. Well, yeah, because if you're just negative, negative stuff happens to you. That's why I wasn't. Like, yeah. That's what it seems like, yeah. I, I, whether cancer was going to kill me or not, I wasn't going to be in that mindset of, woe is me, I'm going to mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. I was I like, know. absolutely not, this is not going to kill me. I don't know if you get this or not, but everyone's always telling me how brave I am. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like, all I know is that I'm, what am I supposed to do? Like, yell? Like oh, like curl, damn, you curl up on my bed and cry. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. I was like, uh, I I could do that. I'm not Why going to. I don't see any benefit. Me? Yeah, exactly. Now, are there days when I wake up and I'm kind of pissed off that my life is not as easy as it used to be? Yeah, sure. But that's not. I'm not gonna like go. You know, go no, off the deep end. No, I'm I'm not gonna try and compare this to cancer or anything, but. I wake up every day in pain, and and Eric, you know some of that because you had the the hip surgery. I, yeah. I, I I wake up every day in pain, but you know what? I get up and I still do my crap, and I try not to whinge on about it very much. Sometimes I'll cry about it to my wife because my hip hurts, and I'll tell her that. But I still I I, I, I still lift weights. I still try and take care of myself. I still try and be as healthy as possible. It sucks that my body's falling apart, but 
what am I going to do? It's not like I can trade it in for a new model yet. It's, yet. it's no, no matter how happy, positive, um, um, lucky you are, we all have struggles. It's, look, it's, yeah. Uh, look, yeah. Part of, of being human. We, you know, I, I would love was, to have fewer. Jim Butcher, who wrote, who wrote something along the lines of a long, a long enough timeline, the probability of your survival is zero. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. I will sleep forever. You were asking. I am a practicing pagan. What do you believe in uh, magic? You call it magic. I just call it there. <laughs> you just call it what? It's there. There? It's, yeah. It's, it's just there. It's, 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 it's there. It's not magic. It's just energy. So you believe there's some kind of... Is it psychic energy or, or spirit energy or all of it? Because I don't know anything yeah, about paganism. She. Yeah, paganism for me is all energy. It's just different uses of energy. <laughs> it's there's spiritual, there's physical, there's metaphysics. It's all just transfers of energy. Now, do you believe that yeah, doing do believe- certain rituals, like with putting a feather on a stick and and then tracing a circle in the air. Uh, do you think that does anything, or do you think that uh, it's just like a mind energy connection that the ritual think, part of uh, it is not really necessary? You light a candle to say a prayer. What about it? We'll light candles to say a prayer. So do I do a that? Lot of, yeah, no. no, there's a lot of people who do. It's the ritual is just there to help you connect. So, I, oh, okay. It's, it's so not. Like, it's not. Do you need it? No, but does it help you get in the right mind frame? Yes. Okay. It's like the incense and the candle. Right. George Carlin asks this question. This is one of his old bits where he's like, do they practice rain dances? And if they do, and it doesn't rain, <laughs> you know, this whole like line of thought around stuff exactly like that, like rituals and, you know, because how do you, what happened to a friend of mine at her office, somebody put a, photo of her with like a eye over it and like some kind of sigils and stuff under her desk it was like santeria or something because they were real jealous of her and didn't like her and then when they moved offices she found that picture under her desk and was all freaked out about it i was like it's not gonna do anything you you didn't know it was there and you know like so I've, i've seen people run into this in real life and I'm just like if you're if you're not even aware of it, nothing bad has happened. I mean, why would you worry about it now that you found it? You know. I just I, I really look at a lot of rituals as it's more to get you in the frame of mind. Mm-hmm. And it's right she didn't know about it, so she didn't have that worry of it. Yeah, and see, if she'd known about it, then she would have had like negative thoughts, like Mortensy said, and it probably would have she would have self-sabotage herself almost uh, with negativity you know so yep. and, and i believe like that like my, my your mind affects your body and your mood and, and things like that kind of connection well the close just like spell work when they, they call it for paganism spell work is just prayers yes yeah, you, you should kind of equivalent it to the it's about the same it's the whole idea you don't need all the fancy trappings to be a Christian. You don't need all the fancy trappings to be a pagan. Mm-hmm. It's well, just a way to. Yeah. Any religion, any religion that purports that you need to 
go through them to reach some higher level or like that to me is a business, right? Like that's all that is. It's a way of source of concentrating power. It's a business. Like any good religion is all about you are connected directly. And it's the practice is about you making yourself better, not contributing to external, if that makes sense. But the only, the only spiritual thing I've ever had tw- twice in my life. Once was when my daughter was born and just the, the feeling I had, like it was just so completely overwhelming and I'm usually a pretty in control person and I, I had no control of myself in that span of time right after birth. Like I was just, it, I would imagine that's what euphoria elation, you know, like I just, I literally, you know, was a different person for that small amount of time. And the second one was when I found out I, I had leukemia and I had panicked for about eight seconds. And then I just had this calm just completely wash over me. And I'm not going to say it was like spiritual that I was like necessarily touched by an external force. I think it was a lot my own biochemistry and brain and everything, but I just had this sense that this was not going to be the end and that I knew it was going to be a hard road, but that I was going to make it. And kind of, I guess kind of like what Mordency was saying, like where you just, it wasn't even like a minor matter thing. It was just like, I, I was so certain of it. Like it wasn't like I was saying, Oh, well, yeah, I know I'm not, the, the odds are not in my favor, but I'm going to beat this, you know, chin up, haha, stiff upper lip. No, this was like literally something in my mind said, you're good. Got to so, have that positive attitude, I think. Yeah. Well, you were asking about tarot cards, and I well, think tarot cards are just, it's a tool. Go has, it's a, about a lot of, beard. It's a, <laughs> about using a lot of, uh, the tarot cards is great for shadow work. That's, uh, I can see it's stuff crawling around. In there. <laughs> <laughs> you got bees in your beard. Eric, All right, you gotta well, mute Jitsi. <laughs> Eric, yes, you gotta mute Jitsi. Oh, he has his mic. I was wondering why he sounded like he was coming up over a uh, intercom or something. Yeah, yeah, Jitsi, uh, you gotta mute Jitsi. <laughs> Sorry, I have no idea how it got unmuted. I don't Weird. know. All right. Yeah, I'll give a quick synopsis. Uh, so uh, there is this project. Well, it starts out with the the president is having nightmares that uh, he's ca- he caused a nuclear war and it's preventing him from doing his job and stuff. And uh, there's this research project that uh, is focused on connecting people. Uh, Joe, man, uh, turn your camera off or something. <laughs> <laughs> that Brillo pad is is really distracting me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he so I'll look over here. Uh, he um, <laughs> so there's this government uh, uh, project that's going on that um, uh, is working on uh, connecting psychics with other people to get into their dreams 
and supposedly like solve whatever issues they're having with nightmares and night terrors and stuff. And uh, back in the day, years before this, they had done experiments with psych actual people with psychic abilities, and they wanted to bring these psychics into the lab and have them use this machine they created that would connect people uh, together, connect the psychic with a person so they could go into their dreams. It was like dream research, but you could actually get into somebody else's dream. So Dennis Quaid plays the protagonist in this. Uh, what is the Green Acres guy named? Mr. Douglas? <laughs> I don't know his real name, but anyway, Mr. Douglas from Green Acres plays the president. And uh, there's a hot woman on here, and I forgot her name. But uh, so they get Dennis Quaid. Oh, who and was, then like, there's that guy that um, he was in the Warriors. The yeah, the bad guy. He was in the Warriors. He was in um, John Wick. Uh, he was in 48 Hours. Right. I can't remember his name. But he's been in a lot. He's kind of awesome. He's very recognizable. He plays a great bad guy too. Yeah, um, I I recognize him right away. Tommy Ray Glatzman <clears throat> or Glatman. Yeah. Is that his name? Okay. Yeah, and he's been in so many things where he was the bad guy, and he's so good at it. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Eddie Albert is the is the uh, guy's name you were trying to think of. Okay, Eddie Albert. That's the yeah. guy, that's uh, Mr. Douglas. Yes, and Kate Capshaw <laughs> is the is the woman. Oh yeah, and she's beautiful. And she's yeah. I've seen her in a lot of eighties stuff and she's great. Um You know who she's married to? Who? Steven Spielberg. Are you serious? Yep. Uh well they're good for him, because that's yeah. a great pick. Yep. Uh so anyway, so uh so they're uh, they want to get back uh Alex who was played by uh, um Dennis Quaid to to participate in this uh, project while he's been off on his own doing gambling and and messing with women and stuff using his psychic abilities for bad well shady things I won't say bad things but uh, so they get get them together in this um, research lab and uh, and there's uh, uh, what was his name the bad guy uh, um, Bob Blair. Bob, no, not Bob Blair. Oh. The, uh, the who you were just talking about that plays a good bad guy. Oh, 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 uh, sorry. Um, David Patrick Kelly was his name, or is yeah. his name in real life? And he played Tommy. Yeah, David Patrick Kelly. He's also participating in an experiment, and he's a psychopath who killed his dad, uh, and and uh, he's part of this experiment too. And so, uh, so they go through different steps where they're, they're, they're strapped in these chairs and they have the subject on one side and, and the psychic on the other, and they're able to connect their minds together and peer into the dreams of the subject and actually affect their dreams and things like that. And so uh, there's, there's a high up, uh, I forget what they said he, he was the head of, but he's a government official who who kind of organized this experiment. You find out later, and uh, what his goal is is he wants to create assassins uh, out of these psychics that can kill political enemies or actually kill anybody. And uh, during this time, the president is having these terrible nightmares, and he also wants to join in a nuclear dis disarmament agreement. Uh, 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 at this uh, Geneva convention that they plan on going to. And the, this Bob Blair guy, the bad government guy, uh, doesn't want that to happen. He said it'll leave the, the United States vulnerable, So, and he can't really change his mind. So his his 
objective here is to convince the president to be a part of this project and they will solve his nightmare problem but it, actually he wants uh, him killed by uh, David Patrick Kelly he wants him to go into his dream and kill him assassinate him so uh, so that's kind of the premise of the movie uh, I won't really give away like the ending because it's I mean you could probably guess how it ends but uh, it's it's a really cool ending the, the final dream sequence is awesome inside the president's head and stuff and uh, the effects are really cool for the for this time frame the 80s I like the stop-motion animation they have a they have a character called the snake man in here who's actually originated in a little kid's dream and and he's uh, depicted it as a stop-motion animation in this and uh, um, they have some neat uh, like uh, these wild dogs that are in one of the dreams that uh, have these glowing red eyes that are that are chasing them, and uh, these uh, nuclear animations and stuff from the president's dream, and and uh, the science itself is kind of iffy. Like the tech, you know, it reminds yeah, they, me. A they lot. don't talk about it much. Yeah, they really don't say Very anything little. about it. Yeah, but they do. It does remind me a lot of um, Inception uh, when they would connect people together you know with somebody who was sleeping so it could get into their dream and their subconsciousness and mm -hmm. stuff and I, I i can't i can't not believe that inception didn't take some kind of uh inspiration from dreamscape because there's too many similarities as far as like even the political intrigue and stuff is there so uh, i thought the acting was good i thought uh, dennis quaid played a pretty cool dude um but oh and, and there was uh, before i uh turn it over what did you think? What is your uh, like moral take on what Dennis Quaid did to uh, the woman scientist by getting into her dream while she was <laughs> sleeping, and uh, she had no idea that he was uh, sitting there in the room? It, it, it was somewhat debatable. I mean, is that right? Well, they they even had well, a conversation though where she said they both agreed that it didn't really happen so yeah but you know even then it still could be considered a violation but the whole thing was is, is she still wanted it to happen so it's a little iffy because right. he, he, i don't know if he went into the dream with the intention of doing anything with her but then you know the yeah because the feeling was there right. at the she, very she least it's a said very no. serious at some point privacy right? they did kidnap him he he did not force himself on her. So right. it wasn't like he was being dominant or violent or anything like that. It was very much a shared. It was more or less like it allowed them to remove the inhibitions of the waking world and, you know, indulge themselves in a dream. And then she was happy about it until she woke up and realized that he was there with her and had entered her dream. If it had just been her dreaming about it, she would have had a totally different Reaction. See that's my point because right. uh, she she he it, you know she it's just it's her dream he is not meant to know what's I mean at the very least it's a very serious invasion of privacy to go into somebody's dream and you know and then you could argue at the worst you know it's it's since she thinks she's alone with her own interpretation of him uh, that it's it's like sexual harassment or molestation or something like that. I don't know if I would go as far as rape, but you know, he should, he's not supposed to be there. In other words, inside her head. So, but, but that's kind of what I'm she saying seemed to forget like, about it pretty quickly. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So the conversation they had, she was angry 
But then they went out in the hall at the stairwell and she said, well, this didn't actually happen for real. And so like there was that immediate connection of like, well, yes, you did come into my dream. Don't ever do that. You know, I didn't ask for you to do that. And then him saying, well, but obviously you were thinking about me and I don't know, you know, back and and then her admitting and both of them sort of saying, well, it didn't happen in real life. So they definitely made a distinction between things happening in dreams being separate. And I guess you would say not under the same level of sort of. Is this based on Stephen King's Nightmares and Dreamscapes? No, no. But there is a movie like that is based on that. Is that, uh, we did Dreamscape from 1984, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, just a lot of similarities here. Yeah, I think that it's definitely one of those. There are a lot of pseudoscience. They don't even, ever really even talk about what's enabling them to do this. I mean, they they go through these scenes where there's someone up in the chair and then the psychic that's going to enter their their dream and they're monitoring the person's vital signs, you know, heart rate and blood pressure and but I mean, there's no like, okay, the neural link is up, you know, there's, and here's, you know, what's connecting their minds. And like, they never even made any overtures towards like, this is how any of this works. It was right. just. And well, they did mention some pseudoscience about, you know, dying in a dream means you die in real life. Oh, yeah, blah, that's right. Blah, blah. Yeah. They use that in the Matrix. Yeah. You know, if I get hurt in the Matrix, then I get hurt in real life. You know, I mean, I. I so a lot of things could be seen as maybe drawing from this. Then you could say this drew from probably lots of other things, and that's just kind of so, the nature of movies. So this really isn't a tech movie. It's a movie with some tech in it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. It, you know who wrote the ori- original short story? It was uh, Roger Zelazny, the sci-fi author. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, also, this was only the second movie to receive a PG-13 rating. Uh, the first was Red Dawn. I wonder why. I mean, there's Wolverine! a couple f bombs. There's a couple f bombs. There, there, I mean, there, there's some uh, violence and gore. I think pulling the heart out of the cop on the train was yeah, pretty hardcore. Oh, that was so that, silly. But that's more like Indiana Jones kind of stuff, you know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That Temple of Doom. You did watch. Him, you, you watched two people die. Mm-hmm. For him to to even say have a heart, I just like come on. <laughs> Really? That was a little cheese. It was so cheesy. <laughs> so anyway, I give it a thumbs up. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, it was a fun movie. I liked it. it Good it wasn't even Good I was this... doing some reading on it because I didn't watch the movie. And it does say that it does take a lot from Stephen King's Nightmare and Dream State uh, short stories. Mm, the, interesting. The, the writer did uh, not reference it directly, but a lot of it is very similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry, I just like it's like the unofficial is what they a lot of people are a lot of the reviews are saying it's the unofficial Stephen King adaptation. I, I, I think they have it people... here as being attributed to Roger Zelazny, who who, who wrote the uh, short story and the outline for the movie in '81, but who knows? I think with the people that starred in this, I mean, these are not like no name actors, um, you know, Max von Sydow and uh, Dennis Quaid. I mean, Dennis Quaid probably by this point wasn't that famous. Oh but, my yeah. God. Dennis Quaid was so young in this. I know, <laughs> but Kate Capshaw, I mean, Kate Capshaw, yeah, she was in a bunch of stuff. Uh, so, 
and and I get the sense that the production value and the sort of the uh the pace of the story, like this would have been a great like date night movie, like let's just go, you know, watch this and the th- theaters were still popular enough that they needed enough movies to have things playing. Um had a little 18, bit of a love 80, story and yeah, also I mean, some jump scares to get the girl to grab you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just, yeah. And it was not it was not poor pro- poorly produced. Like you said, the animation was pretty decent. Stop motion animation for the time period. I think it was for its contemporaries in the early eighties, like that was not terrible special effects or mm-hmm. um no, I mean there's some stunt work, the motorcycle stunt work and the cars and stuff were I thought the toll booth thing was pretty, or not the, the phone booth thing was pretty cool. I mean, you knew it was going to happen and they let you sit there and wait for it long enough that it was kind of like, okay, come on. I know it's coming. <laughs> Comes the blue Ford. Yeah. To I have take to out. put this movie right up there with the last Starfighter, right at the top. Of yeah. The very best. Uh, again with the last star. <laughs> You're Are the we, only you guys one that holds like this it? opinion. Oh, I love oh, that movie. The Last movie. Starfighter is awesome. Oh, you love that movie, too. Now yeah, I see how you're on this show. <laughs> to be on Joe's side, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. Where, he's take, where he takes his head off and he's fixing his ear. Mm-hmm. That, is so, that is so awesome. I have always loved that. Go to bed, whatever the kid's name was. You guys need to start your own Last Starfighter podcast. And you <laughs> can talk about how great that movie is for hours at a time. So. I liked the movie, though. I thought it was cool. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Did you have fun with a honky? Yeah, I did. I How did you watch it? it? Uh, on Amazon Prime. I watched yeah, that's it like two I days after it. the uh, the last show. Yeah. I just needed something to watch and then found it. It was entertaining. Yeah, I liked it. Bornsey, what did you think? Did you watch it? I did. Uh, I saw it, saw it when it came out as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was an easy watch. There was at no point was I like, okay, I'm getting bored with this. Right. Good so pacing. it's one, two, three, four, five, five stars. How do you like that? Did you ask Netminer if you watched it? Netminer, have you ever seen Dreamscape? I don't believe I have. I haven't seen a lot of those. Uh-oh. What is Inception? You know, some of the others. This is from 1984. It's got a young Dennis Quaid in it. Nope. Have a, I don't, doubt, doubt if I've seen that kind of... Doesn't sound like my cup of tea. You might like Kate Capshaw. She was very attractive in this movie. Yeah. Right. All right, two, cool. two it was PG-13 and there was no gratuitous nudity? No. Right. And if it wasn't going to... If it wasn't in that dream sequence, then it was there wasn't going to be any... You could tell hard that they were trying to keep this family friendly, you know. Uh, yeah, so I, the I thought about that too. I thought for sure they and... in that dream sequence they Listen, would have. Had this is the boobs, United States. At least side boob, you know. Violence is perfectly acceptable. Boobs are not. Look, this was the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> there was gratuitous nudity in everything in the eighties. Well, anything that had an R rating, yes. And it was expected. If you didn't have it, you'd be no, disappointed. PG thirteen. You right. were allowed to do, um, you know, <laughs> boobs. You were allowed to really? do boobs for PG thirteen. One quick flash is all you were allowed. Uh, That's okay. why well, so many movies had it. Which, Listen, by the way, that Bob Blair in the movie, his wife at the end, uh, 
Yeah, I wish I could have seen more of her because she was wearing this tiny negligee. <laughs> she was really for uh, an show older stopping. lady. She looked oh pretty yeah, good. sure so as hell did. There were two fun things in here. Uh, one, George Went, who played Norm on Cheers. Oh, I, right. I didn't even yeah, mention I him. George right. Went. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Reporter. It was such a random part too. Yeah, uh-huh. it, for him to play a Some straight guy, guy writing was a great. book. <laughs> well, when they when they showed him at fir- in the first when they first showed him in the movie, I couldn't tell like because he's a, he's away. Oh, at the bar, know, watching, yeah. yeah, watching, and I'm like, is he one of the bad guys that's like keeping an eye on him? Is he one of the mobsters? Is he one of the like? Because there's all these different groups. Um, Which, but by yeah, the way, I mean, how did he get all that inside info in the first place? They never no explained idea. that. What was the no. point of him either? He said he, he was just an guy author. Kind of he was writing. I understand that, but it, it was like a two second thing that he was in. He met it's, him in a bar, and he just said, the, "Hey, there's some bad, shady stuff going on over there," and well, that was it. They, they probably could have found a. Oh yeah, they probably he got could shot have found in the crowd. That's right. They probably could have found a different way to. So his purpose was to tell Dennis Quaid about the Bob, Bill, Blair Bob Blair's assassination intentions. Right. right. Yeah. So they think, oh, this is just some. They're helping the president. Da da da. You know, and you know, not giving away the actual. Like what was it? What was happening? Like the clandestine aspect of it, and so that was, I think, the only value his character really added. But um, the other thing was that Buddy, the boy, is uh, Corey oh, yeah. Yothers, who is Tina Yothers' little brother. If you remember Tina Yothers from, um, uh, God, what was the Alex? Oh Keaton, yeah, who's um, the boss? Or... Oh, no, uh, um, uh, uh, family ties, the... family ties, family ties. That's it. Yes, yes. she was the blonde. Right. So that was her little brother. And you could totally see it in his face. If you knew that was as soon as I saw him, I'm like, I know this kid from somewhere. And I went and looked, um, which by the way, I actually don't love Amazon, but I do like the x-ray thing. If you guys ever use that or not, I see it pop up whenever I do the, whenever I pause the movie, it'll, yeah. Tell you oh, there's a lot yeah. of good stuff in there. And stuff. Yeah. Anytime that, yeah, I, I do love that. The fact that Anytime I see somebody, I'm like, who the hell is that? I know who that is. I can just pause yep. it, and it has all the people who are on the screen right there. It, it is. Yep. Cool. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of um, MTV pop-up videos. <laughs> pop-up videos. VH1. <laughs> or VH1 pop-up videos. Yeah, yeah, me. I remember that. Where, where, where they had just all the details that would just come up on the side in like a little bubble or something, mm-hmm. and, and just random facts. I'd like to watch that again. I, I, I wonder if you can still watch that somewhere. It's pretty it's cool. probably on YouTube. Probably. Well, so you ready for the next movie? Yes. Let's Drum do it. Roll. It's uh, Tomorrowland from 2015. Hell yeah. Oh, that Jackie likes that movie. Yeah, I, I've seen that movie. Uh, I've never even heard of ago. it. It sounds familiar. That's George Clooney, isn't it? Disney. Tomorrowland. It's a, it's a good one. It's uh, Disney. The Disney movie? The synopsis is, bound by a shared destiny, a teen bursting with scientific curiosity and a former boy genius inventor embark on a mission to unearth the secrets of a place somewhere in time and space that exists in their collective memory, starring George Clooney, Britt Robertson, and Hugh Laurie. Hmm, Never even heard of it. Good cast. Hugh Laurie is house. That's right, yeah. Also from Black Adder. Well, you yes. also guys know that Tim McGraw was in it, too. Yes. Well, they don't say that here, so... It's in the IMDb. Okay. I thought it was that, well that done. Cool. 
I, am, I know I've looked at it, but I've just never seen it, I don't think. I am going to also mention that we probably need to start adding more movies in again. Yeah, I added one today. I added a couple, couple of weeks back, a couple of shows back. But I don't, I don't want to be the only one adding things, because then you all give me the side eye when it turns out to be a crappy movie that I know no. nothing about. No, that's perfectly uh, no, Universal Soldiers... When it's when it's a movie that that uh, you know because it's supposed to be tech related, or even <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it as someone except Look, tech to Jason, descri- and it, it, it's something that's completely not even close. But Look, you just loved you it read as a the kid, so you want us to watch it. You read the description, and you think it has something to do with tech, and then you watch the movie, and it turns out it's all about demons, <laughs> like Devour. Hey, that had you mean the house of M? That had more. Devourer had more tech in it than this movie did. <laughs> well, that's true. Sad but true. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but this I would movie say this was actually much a thumbs up. I freaking yeah. hated Devourer. That was garbage. <laughs> I'm the only one that I think I gave it a star. <laughs> no, I liked it. Oh, did I liked you? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm not alone in there. Oh, it's got three and a half stars, so somebody else liked it too. Somebody <laughs> gave it a half star, half thumb. I like Morton C. Hey, gave it a half. Yeah, Morton C. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, um, sorry, I'm just feeling a little under the weather. I don't. Uh, are we going to run run much longer? Uh, I think it, I, I just want to talk about a couple other things, but it won't take long. Just uh, a few links I found interesting on uh, the Lemmy. But other than yeah. that, I don't think there's anything I have anyway. Maybe you guys have something. Man, just holiday stuff coming up for me. Hmm. I- I'm fixing to put him to work putting up the tree. Did you know this, Joe? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> Are you aware it's of in this? the plan. <laughs> She's sprung on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the first thing has to happen is a minimum of eight hours sleep beginning of my vacation here. And um, that might take a little while. Well, Netminer, you might want to stick around because I wanted to bring up this this story that you've talked about before about the Fed's kill switch mandate uh, on new cars. And uh, it's, it's a story I put in the Lemmy. So I guess this is a real thing and it's coming. Uh it said um, it was part of a um, uh, a one trillion dollar infrastructure legislation uh, from 2021, and it said um, it says true or false. The claim that the feds would mandate that every new motor vehicle included include technology that could disable the vehicles seemed ludicrous. So I started googling. To my relief, I saw several fact checkers that said that the kill switch mandate was not true. And the reason they said it was not true is because it was not explicitly called a kill switch, whereas the law explicitly states to ensure the prevention of alcohol impaired driving fatalities, advanced drunk and impaired driving prevention technology must be standard equipment in all new passenger motor vehicles. Uh, it's technology that will passively monitor the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle and can prevent or limit motor vehicle operation if an impairment is detected and this is all vehicles after made from 2026 on so i guess it is i don't know if you remember talking about that netminer kill switch thing 
but yes um and of course the ai will know better than any driver uh how he should be driving under all conditions including slippery roads and whatnot yeah so i i i think joe has brought this up before that the danger here is that if it exists it can be hacked and uh i think that's um my concern as well uh not so much that it's an invasion or whatever but that somebody else could get a hold of you know whatever hack they need to do to make sure this or you know like the back door inside the routers and stuff you guys remember that story uh this is kind of along those same lines so I, I just remember Netmatter had brought it up before, and so I wanted to include it in the since this is a recent story in the show notes. So it's it's so hard know, to know how <clears throat> to feel about those types of things because it's it's absolutely true that you know the human being should be the one who has the primary responsibility. But at the end of the day, I drive many hours a week on the highway, long distances, and. Um, I see so many people who are impaired, not because of drugs and alcohol, but because they're on their phone. Oh, that is the worst. They're not paying attention. Yep. And if you had a vehicle that just said, even if there weren't a, wasn't a punitive approach where it was like, oh, you're going to get arrested. But if you had a vehicle that said, hey, asshole, you keep going over the line or you keep getting too damn close to cars or you keep, you're not paying attention to driving. Whatever it is you're doing. My car, you're, my car beeps at me. Well, and I think it, it at a minimum, it should do that, right? I mean, it should honestly slow you down. It should do something to get your attention and be like, you may not realize it, but you're really close. And the thing is, on the highway, especially, like, yeah. we're, going, we're going 75, 85 miles an hour. Look, There's no room for error. There's no margin for error. Like, you hit uh, me, we're going to die. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever driven in Dallas or not, but all of these drivers, their their vehicles would just stop. Now, granted, that might be helpful, but these people are psychotic. Look, I, wow. I almost had a panic attack driving home today from Micro Center because of the. You can ask my wife; she was, she was in the passenger seat. I'm surprised she didn't have her eyes closed because of how bad these drivers were today on the access road next to the highway. Thank Atlanta and cut it back by about twenty five percent. See, it's like when I'm behind somebody. And I see them driving erratically. I just know they're on their fucking phone. And it drives me nuts, yep. man. The, it's so preventable. Crazy, I hate that. The, the crazy things people do around here to get two vehicle lengths ahead. And, and they're not really getting anywhere any faster. Uh, I mean, yeah, I see them yeah. swerve out of traffic, no turn signal, go two cars ahead in, in an area they're not supposed to be driving in, and then force their way back into the proper lane. So, literally, they were two cars further along, and it's like, what is the point of that? The guy that was in front of you was doing proper, safe distance between the car in front of him, so you're like, no, you're not going fast enough. Let me get up on this guy's bumper. Uh, I'm one of those cars. My my brother is a long-haul trucker, and his opinion of those who drive the standard automobile uh is definitely not safe for work 
Um, <laughs> Dude, I was last night trying to. I, I was having a conniption fit about driving in the fog and how many people put their freaking high beams on. And uh, how many people? If if you listen to him, he believes that most people got their licenses out of a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> well, let's be fair. That test is way easier than it should be. It's not the test. It's getting an appointment to get into the DMV out here, man. You got to plan three to six months in advance. So I got my license when I was 17 in Pennsylvania and it was actually thought it was fairly, the written part was I studied a lot cause I was like an overachiever and I wanted to make sure I didn't fail it. And, um, at that time it wasn't even computerized. It was still, um, in person and, you know, you fill out a thing and they had to grade it or whatever. Now, I moved to Florida in like the early 2000s and I took a test and it was an adaptive test on the computer and basically where the te- the questions can get harder or easier depending on if, so if you give it right answers, the questions actually get easier, which I think is kind of silly, but uh, some genius somewhere thinks that's a good idea. Anyway, it was so cursory and stupid that I actually said to the DMV, I'm like, I'm glad it wasn't too hard because it's been a long time since I've had to take it, but like it's a little scary that that's all you ask of people to to have a driver's license is like we're talking the most inane stupid aspects look, of driving look i moved to texas i did not need to take a test i did not i have not taken any type of driving test vision test anything like that since um i moved here in, in 1999 do you have vehicle inspections yes but that's ending uh, sometime next year. Now, Great. all I had to do was show them my Iowa driver's license, get my Iowa driver's license invalidated. I also had to show them my military extension because I had a military extension at the time. And then get my picture taken, and they gave me a new license. And it's good for like nine years. I've had it renewed once. Um, I don't know if they're ever going to give me a test on anything, but I'm obviously a better driver than 99.9% of the DFW area because these, these people are psychotic. Yeah. I know what a turn signal is. It's, it's insane. Turn signals are an admission of of weakness. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. No, no, you say that, but it's true because you know, there will be proper distance between me and the vehicles that I'm trying to pull between. I will turn on my turn signal and the guy that's behind me will slam on his gas to make sure that I cannot pull in front of him. One more net miner before you uh, hang up, head off. Uh, Honky posted this, that MX Linux is coming to the Raspberry Pi, and there's already an alpha release that you can try out uh, for the Raspberry Pi 4, Raspberry Pi 400, and Raspberry Pi 5 models. And it's in the show notes, too. So Try MX Linux. Oh, it, yes. Uh, well, considering, uh, yeah, con- considering that that MX uh, and Diet Pie and everything are are based on Bookworm, uh, that's that's less than surprising. But I'm glad that they're they're going to align everything <coughs> so that all my systems can run well. I've got an old. Uh, gaming machine which for some reason I can't kill enough uh, 
uh, secure boot to so that I have to run uh, Ubuntu on that. Um, but anyway, but all the machines that I really use are going are going to be able to run MX Linux. That's that sounds like a great improvement. Yeah, that should be good. But I just wanted to get those out there because I know Netminer's getting tired. Figured he'd be interested. Is there anything else in here you find interesting? Yeah, I, I thought this was pretty cool that there's uh, they compared uh, a few gaming-focused Linux OSs to Windows 11. They actually beat them in benchmarks. Uh, it's oh, just, nice. just really quick. It's On a, the new AMD processors? Uh, do they give the specs here? I don't know if they do or not. Uh, but the three are uh, Pop OS... Uh, Arch Linux and Nobara OS. Do you guys know Nobara OS? Yeah, it's supposed to be game-oriented Linux. Yeah, it's it's uh, Fedora. Is it they, okay? The the person who maintains it is someone like a a major contributor or developer or something. So they say that uh, Ryzen oh, seven. Okay, here it is. Here it goes. Joe X and a Radeon yeah. RX sixty-seven XT. Mm-hmm. All AMD test rig uh, with a Cyberpunk. Spoken, Ratchet and Clank, Starfield, and the Talos Principle 2. And you're saying they ran these through Proton? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Proton, it's almost like having an emulator technology that's faster than the original hardware. You know, it's, we're, we're sort of hitting that, with some, at least with some things on Proton, where it's like somehow this code compiled for a completely different system has this emulation layer that is able to run it more efficiently than the original hardware could, which I think is kind of hilarious. Um, it says and, Nobara was the highest performing OS that they tested. Let me, let me ask you guys overall. a question. And not to belabor this, I, Netminer, if you want to bounce, I'm, I don't mean to keep slinging you, dragging you along, man. I mean, we can, we can stop. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop. No, that's fine. Things. Well, I, I just wanted to bring up those two just because just he said well, he was I have something to, to add on to that, but I don't want to keep... That's what I'm like. If Netminer wants to, to stop or if he wants to jump. I can hang in a little bit. I just, just wondered if this is going to be our one o'clock. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> no. The, the only thing I was going to say is um, I still hear this whole... Uh, uh, idea of Linux native for games, especially. And mm-hmm. if things, even if they're not intended for Linux, if you can use Proton and have this compatibility layer that's available on most systems, uh, does it even matter that it's Linux native? Well, no. And, you know, I can see the, the argument that people made about, you know, if, if the compatibility layer isn't there, then they're forced to actually program for it natively but uh, i agree with you the whole proton layer and having it work on linux anyway is better in the long run because 90 percent of your developers or more are you know developing for windows so if we want to be able to game on linux then this is the best way to do it even if it disincentivizes um you know programming natively in linux well, that's what I've heard is like someone, because I've said, well, if that's the case and a developer can create a, a Windows game and then all they had to do was verify it on Proton and maybe there was a couple of small, you know, tweaks they'd have to make. Uh, we're not talking about them writing an entirely separate 
client, right? We're talking about just maybe tweaking the Windows-based game that works better with Proton, or at least be collaborating with the Proton developers. And that's exactly the argument I heard was, well, then now you dissuade them from ever even attempting a Linux native port. And I keep thinking like, but why? Like, why bother with that? Why are you asking a developer to right. outlay? The market share is so small for Linux yeah. as it is that it already disincentivizes them. So why take yeah. the tool away from us? It's kind of that zealotry side of things, I guess, where it's just like if it's not native, then it's not good. Or I don't know. What, what you're actually finding out is that Proton the steel from OS2 is a better Windows than Windows. The reason you're getting higher performance under Proton is that Proton doesn't have to go through a lot of the legacy cruft that's, that's built into Windows. That right, McAfee's not running in the background messing everything up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fair point, NetMiner. Um, the fact that, yes, the executable runs in that environment, but then the system supporting that environment has so much overhead comparatively. Um, and, you know, Joe's joking about McAfee, but really I'm not. not. <laughs> I mean, because how many, I don't know how many times I've had to add exceptions to, like, Defender and other stuff because it kept screwing with, and it wasn't just games, it would be random software. Like, why do you think this is a virus, you know, and why are you running in the background? You know, it, it's, there's just such an inefficient approach to, to, to that stuff. So that makes sense. The Proton would be maybe, would, would benefit because of that. Oh, I saw that, Elon. Uh, one more since we're on the topic of games. <laughs> Uh, I'll just put them real quick in the show notes. There's a couple of open source games that I, I thought looked pretty cool. One is called um, Nave, I think is how you say it. N-A-E-V-E. Uh, it is a... Let me put it in the show notes real quick. There we go. It's a uh, game about space exploration, trade, and combat. Players travel the galaxy and earn money by trading, fighting, and forming missions. And the other one is called Zero K, and it's also open source. Uh, and it is it says drive giant robots, build an army of a thousand fleas, move mountains if needed, bury the enemy at all costs. It's a real time strategy game, and those are both in the show notes now. Since talked about games, I'll throw those in there. The Linux Gamecast music. Oh, yeah, the Linux Gamecast music. Uh, let's see. Have you tried any of these games, or just uh, you saw them and they thought they looked cool? I just the thought Linux they looked cool. Gamecast. But I haven't tried any of so I can't really speak to that. That's enough that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I haven't tried any, but I did watch some videos of... Um, not Nave, but the um, what are, I, I was just talking about it. Zero K. It looks cool. It's a it's a free and open source uh, RTS game, kind of like um, oh, what's the one that everybody's crazy about? And all the Koreans play. It's uh, you know where they have the championships and all that stuff. And Starcraft. Starcraft. Yeah, kind of reminds me of Starcraft. 
So you can watch the video. They have videos for both games on there. And they're free as in beer and free as in freedom. So there you go. But I want to, right? I want to point one out real quick that I sure. put in there. Uh, so there is a data-destroying defect found in OpenZFS. Basically, when the new release came out, they found out that there was... Uh, a data-destroying bug has been discovered following the release of uh, OpenZFS 2.2.0, found in FreeBSD and uh, 14 and um, uh, other OSs. So mm. there is a bug in there that is uh, destroying some data. Um, somewhere in here that explains what the bug is. But the, the biggest thing is, um, if you are running uh, ZFS, update because they've discovered the uh, uh, they've discovered the, the the problem and they should be trying to fix it. But it should be it's in uh, they discovered it in 2.2.0 and uh, they think it's in uh, older versions of ZFS, OpenZFS as well. Please, please uh, update or OpenZFS. I was just looking if Proxmox uses OpenZFS, but I don't think they do. I think they just use regular ZFS. Uh, let's see. The bug manifests as corruption of the contents of files when they're copied instead of their expected contents. There are stretches of zeros mixed with blocks of what of what looks like base64 encoded data. It showed up when using Gentoo's portage command, the distro's package management tool, an operation that typically involves copying lots of data. Worse still is the file system's own health checks don't detect any problems. But now release 2.2.1 simply disables the feature. No, uh, Proxmox does use OpenZFS. Oh. And that that is the... Uh, that is what I'm using on my... Uh, Back, uh, Proxmox backup server uh -oh. is OpenZFS. So oh, I need to make sure I'm using the right version. Thank you for the heads up, sir. Yeah, you might want to read this article fully. If they've got any announcements, look that up later. Anyway, hmm. anything else you want to talk about? Well, let's see what else is in Lemmy. Interesting. Joe might find this interesting. OpenWRT has a smartphone USB tethering. No, actually, yes. yes. I was going to say. I, did you know I that, Joe? No, I did not. I'll put the link in the show notes. Especially if it bypasses detection. Okay, it's in there now. It's from their wiki page, actually. It shows you how to use it. So will it do you, uh, uh, tethering? I mean, tethering. Um, oh, what the hell am I thinking of? Um, making a uh, Wi-Fi hotspot by just uh, connecting it through USB? Yeah, to your router. And so it uses the phone as the data receiver and then the router as the data transmitter. Do you need to have you need to have uh, something installed on the phone though? Uh, let's see. I don't know. I didn't read it to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it says it uses the native uh, USB tethering. Oh, does it? Okay. So I guess you would just turn like developer mode on and 
Yeah, turn on the phone developer options and then turn on the uh, USB tethering. Okay. You know, some phone companies try to charge extra for uh, uh, creating a Wi-Fi hotspot with your phone. Or yeah. they automatically slow you down to almost nothing. Right. Now, have you tried USB tethering? Yeah, T-Mobile slows me down, though. Oh, okay. Right. There's a big, there's a pretty big one in here. We can have a nice conversation about it, but maybe I'll save it for next time. Well, it's a parent sue gaming Jackie. companies over video game addiction. Yeah, Jackie oh, wanted me to mention that I use, um, that I, I, I do use some methods for uh, tethering when we're on the road, and I have used routers for that before, portable routers for that before. Right. But um, I think I was using something other than the native tethering app. Um, I was using, because you can install Easy Tether alongside OpenWRT, and that's how you, I, I was using it in the past. That's all I was going to talk about. So what were you using for a portable router? Oh, it was a popular one. I can't even remember. The something 4010? Hold on, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Was it I, can a, that, if I can get that to work, that'd be good for uh, long car trips. I'm using a me, just, a little like a me nano or something, but M I I, you know, uh, they make smartphones and routers and stuff like that. Xiaomi, but they call it like oh. me something, me mini or me nano or something. Yeah, I have this other one over here. That I I've got one of those with OpenWRT on it that I use for all my IoT devices. Um, and it's it's not connected to the internet. It's just connected. It's just connected to Home Assistant. They have a Me Coffee Nano Pro. That's a coffee scale. <laughs> uh, it looked like it's, a small. It looked like a small box. So I'm like, is that what it is? It's made there by are so many Xiaomi. portable routers right now that will yeah. run OpenWRT a lot more than there were when I first set up. So I can look this one up, but I know you can't get it anymore. But it will. It was a good one for the time, and it was a, a 3G compatible, so you could put a SIM card in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I desire to do that. I mean, if I can do it uh, through tethering on my phone, I mean, we have um, uh, unlimited data now, so if I can just turn my phone into the hotspot for like the car, it'll help yeah. with the with the kids because I have um, Jellyfin is a public facing server, so they should be able to use Jellyfin from anywhere. <clears throat> I put it in the. Uh... I'm putting it in the show notes, uh, Honky, uh, the router I use. Uh, yes, that's, that's, that's what we were using it for, so that the kids could connect to the internet and get back to the um, router at home so that we could watch movies and stuff. And I also, there's long stretches where we just plain didn't have, you know, even cell service. So um, I also set the router up with a USB stick that had movies on it, and I was able to share that with everyone. It's called a Xiaomi Mi Wi-Fi Mini. It's super, it's like small. No. It, it runs OpenWRT really well. The one I was using was the TP-Link N150 wireless 3G slash 4G, but um, I had to custom install 
open WRT on it. I have one of these. Good. And, and like I was saying, there are just so many routers that out of the box coming out of China right now will run that are automatically running OpenWRT. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. So, yeah, I mean, um, you can get one from TP-Link or something like that, but those, the, the little ones, as long as they have enough memory on them um, that you can install your own applications on them, um, I, they're fine. There's this, um, the company that I had was gl.inet. Um, I had been recommended their products from a couple of different IT guys that I knew. And, um, they have, I noticed one of their later ones, latest ones is it's $90. Um, and they actually do mention the ability to use, uh, tethering just built in. So, uh, but I had it, I initially got it because of hotel hotel uh wi-fi and this was a way forget what the trick was but you could well i can connect it okay so you have a router and you hook it up to the ethernet at that location but you have to go through a um Username, password, whatever, you have to click uh, accept, whatever. So you forward, you SSH into the the router, but you uh, do it to forward port 80 to your machine. And then that makes it so that your internet looks like it's coming directly from the router. And then you can go through that little bit of interaction where you accept their EULA and then now you can share the internet from the router to everything else. That's what it was, yeah, where they made you do. Yeah, exactly. It was tied to a MAC address or something. And, yeah, you register that MAC of the router, and then all of a sudden you've got a hotspot for everything. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, anyway, so, yeah, um, routers have become, I mean, yes, the OpenWRT, uh, Tomato. I used Tomato a long time ago. Uh, I'm a WRT5. What do you got there, Wordsy? It's the GLI Net, but it's uh, got a different chipset in it, and I got it from Think Penguin. Okay. okay. That, when I did a quick Google on uh, um, Amazon search for mini Wi-Fi router, that's exactly what it came up. I'm staring at is GLI Net. The AR300M16, which has OpenWRT pre-installed. The the uh, Think Penguin one has a Libra CMC, uh, but I also have a, a the GLI Net one somewhere also. Y'all remember DDWRT? I used to run that. Yep. Yeah. I I did all of those like I would do a ROM for an Android phone. I went through all of them. I really enjoyed playing around with them, the capabilities of each one, and so I actually made the determination a long time ago how good the open tools were compared to anything you could get on an OEM. What I really liked about them was all the packages they had available. Like, you could run an ad block, you know, application right there on your, yeah. Mm-hmm. Torrent server. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that right on your router. It's really on cool. A very, yeah, exactly, on a very low-power device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put DDWRT on uh, this uh, old router over here, and uh, one of the reasons was because I wanted to install, like, a snort or something like that and play around with 
I haven't yet because I think it, when I put DDWRT on it, it I think I'm not sure how much space I have left on it. Looking at it, I think it made me a little bit nervous to add anything else to it at the moment, but I may just brick it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is is I think I told you before is uh, this one I had uh, put DDW. The whole purpose why I bought it a long time ago was to put DDWRT on it. I got it on there. I did something and I wound up bricking it and I couldn't unbrick it or wasn't able to mm-hmm. unbrick it. And so I had sheltered it. It was sitting in a drawer for a long time. And then uh, about like four or five months ago, I went through and uh, figured out that most of my hardware had gotten so old. I mean, my because um, I, I, I have my own uh, cable modem. And so my, my cable modem was so out of date that it couldn't, you know, I'm, I'm paying for all of this bandwidth that it couldn't do. So I bought a new cable modem. And then I realized that some of my, that uh, the old router that I had was only uh, 10 megabits and, you know, I need to get a gig. <laughs> so that there's, there's going to be uh, bottlenecks right there. So I, I figured out that one was a, a gig, so I spent some time playing with it, and I was able to unbreak it and put DDWRT back on it. And so, nice. Yeah, I was really super happy that I was able to unbreak it. But <laughs> <laughs> I was somehow able to get the stock firmware back onto it, and then put DDWRT back onto it again, and yeah, got it up and running. But I'm kind of afraid to try to screw around too much with it after bricking it, not bricking it. And <laughs> I think during while I was trying to get it reset up, I screwed it up again, and then I got it back. I don't know. I remember the old Linksys routers were real, like friendly towards uh, installing uh, alternative firmware on them. Yeah, that was or like, more just really easy to do that, you know. So for a while there, I just bought Linksys routers. That's it. Yeah, yeah took, that's the yeah. famous one. That that's so hackable, and you can put anything on it. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of them laying around, and I was cleaning out my closet, my tech closet. I had so much stuff in there, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't keep it all. So I started getting rid of duplicates of stuff that I had, and I had about four of those routers, and I sold two of them, and the guy that bought them was so appreciative he's like these are getting really hard to find <laughs> yeah they're great devices yeah he's like you could just do anything with them and you know yeah we went through a lot of wrt 54 gs they were a great device to work with for a really long time and then you know just yet had so much other things come out that had so much more capacity throughput yeah. so Range was a big one for me. They just didn't have great range, at least in my my house with the thick walls and stuff. You could overpower uh, them. You could. No, I did. I did, they, they and even even quicker. still. Yeah. Right. Toaster. The um Toaster. the 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 Netgear uh, a few years ago. I mean, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, started putting Open WRT on all their devices, and the 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 Linksys one was uh, uh because. It was the same hardware they were selling, like for Cisco devices, the Linksys. They just paid somebody in China to put a a cheap interface on it without all the power, all without accessing all the features, so they didn't have to make two two product lines. And the FSF um, started contacting them about how they had to open it up because it was running BusyBox. Oh. They needed to make it available, 
and whoever contacted him back, the lawyers, um, uh, pretty much told him, no, <laughs> go away. <laughs> what are you going to we'll do? We're in, China. We're in China. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a, a Lynx, an American company. Oh, but, okay. But, but they, they thought they had paid somebody to write code from scratch, and they had just thrown BusyBox on it with a couple commands. I got, with you. A, I got you. With the web UI. And uh, yeah, I talked to, I forget his name, who's over FSF, the, the lawyer. Anyway, um, that that's where it all started. Um, so they were friendly because that was the first big lawsuit on routers, not complying with the GNU license. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm fading. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Unless we want so, to do so a 50. We want to do a- 5150 show where you have another three hours of snoring. You just record a snoring? <laughs> like the infamous, uh, what was that, a book review or something he did? No, the, the snoring was its own episode, but he did do a book review from the bottom of a well. Actually, yeah. half of it was in the bottom of a well, the other half was in his noisy truck. <laughs> he figured he had, uh, he was down there in the, in the having to redig a well. He might as well do something with his uh, else with his time as well. So he was he was multitasking. He was digging in a well and uh, and uh, doing a book review. Doing a book review. Might he as finished well. it up on a truck ride. <laughs> a very <laughs> very noisy truck. <laughs> we should start a book review series. Do a branch off podcast. Good. Mm-hmm. And we know Danny wouldn't be a part of it because he doesn't read. Well, you don't read the same books. I I don't read fiction, so you just read self-help books. Yeah, I just read books from some uh, guru in in India that tells me to drink my own urine. Well, you say you don't listen to fiction. <laughs> yeah, you, you, have you, you listened to Kevin Mitnick? Have you Have you read Kevin Mitnick books? What books does he? Have? Is that the car altered carbon books? No, no. Kevin Mitnick. No, he Mitnick. writes the security writes. books. Wrote. He died last year, so. All right. No. What I thought you think I'd find them interesting? I think yes, you would find him very interesting. I mean, um, his first book probably might not be your cup of tea because it's very much him telling a story. But his later books are he does use stories, but he explains um, like anonymity, security, and basically. All the tactics that um, people use to gain access, and how like large companies protect themselves. Oh, he was the guy that was banned from using computers, and he was sent to prison without a trial. Yeah, without bail for like twenty six hundred uh, magazine. Always had the uh, the free Kevin. Yeah, he he was in jail for years without a trial and without bail and without anything. He has a really good interview on Coast to Host when Art Bell was still alive. Yep, I remember listening to that. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, He had some good interviews on um, Hack 5. Oh, yeah? Back when um, they were first in the studio. Good old Art Bell. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I listen I to that all the time. True story, I listen to uh, Coast to Coast every single day, every night. Oh, yeah? Classic. They There are three or four stations that are on... Uh, just open radio broadcasts over the internet. I'm trying to think of Shoutcast. There's like three or four, and I listen to Coast to Coast every single day when I'm going to bed. 
And it's all the, it is, it's all those crazy, like, 90s ufo stuff i listened back in the 90s too on am radio when it would drift in and out you know you'd be listening to something really enjoying it and it would drift out you're like damn it <laughs> um yeah See, but I, no, I like art bell i'm not crazy no, I don't about like, like george, george norway and no, those guys no. but the classic art bell, art bell stuff was awesome only art bell yeah because mm-hmm. he was such a nut <laughs> Yeah, they didn't those... end up moving to the Philippines and marrying like mm-hmm. somebody that could be his granddaughter. <laughs> his wife died. His wife died very sort of tragically on him mm-hmm. in the in the mid nine like ninety six something like that ninety six yeah. ninety seven, and like yeah, his life was falling apart, and then he just like moved and found and someone else. Yeah, now they own the ra- local. They owned the local radio station in Nevada. Yeah, I I I regret not having tried to. I called once in the <clears throat> in the late nineties. I called one time and got on, and Did sounded you like really? a, I could sound like a complete moron because I was so nervous. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I was just like fumbling all over myself. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, but yeah, I'm I'm such an Orpel fan. So much. Actually, it's that announcer that's between the segments. Mm-hmm. I love that guy's voice so much, and if I could be an announcer, I would want to be that guy. You're listening to Somewhere in Time. His voice is so deep. There we go. Trans transporting back in time. You know? Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, uh, Mortar. Yeah, he did all. He did the uh, George Moroder did all the like the. Uh, uh, soundtracks to uh, all the old Italian films and stuff mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, it's classic. Donna <laughs> Summer, he did g- listen to Donna Summer stuff. If you want to hear good synthesizers and uh, electronica by George Mar- Marauder, like she's a, the annoying part of the song. If oh, you just yeah. listen to <laughs> the electronica. Yeah, his, his uh, collabs with uh, Donna Summer is awesome. His music. Yeah, that, that theme song is from that Turkish prison movie was it called midnight run or something uh you oh, guys remember that okay. yeah that's where that came from the chase i think it's called but uh yeah gotcha yep love it play us out i'll be listening to it in half play an us hour out, honky. <laughs> oh, you have to turn it down a little bit though okay oh, well, right. actually i probably it'll probably get us a strike on YouTube when they hear that. that See, sucks. now you're going to shut down again. <laughs> are, are they Are they going to demonetize us? I mean, yeah, they're going to take oh, away our kick money. It, kick off right. the, they're going to kick off the episode again. Yeah. We're going to uh, have to make our own uh, peer tube episode. Our next recording date will be December 15th, 2023. Our music is downright provided by Klaatu and Brome. I'd like to thank Minix for the use of his mumble server. Finally, no I'd like problem. to give a special thanks to Delwyn, Father Finch, Fweeb, Dave Morris, Tony Bemis for all their help and support over the years. I have been your host for this evening, Honky Magoo. With us tonight has been Eric. Hasta la vista. Joe. Good night. Jackie's still on? No? Did you want to say good night? Sorry, I was reading something. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> good night. Minix. Good night, everybody. Morton C. Did, did Morton see say something and I didn't hear it? And I didn't hear no. it. Good night, all. There, oh, there we go. <laughs> and that minor. Good night, and Morton see here. Uh, uh, bon voyage.
Uh, yeah, sick travels. Yeah, you said and, three days. Days. Yeah, just over three and days. We're, and we're, we're looking for some more classy pictures of of L and company, and reports from the all the exotic locales that, that you find that are G rated. I can only post the G-rated ones. No, you can <laughs> post them all. <laughs> if you're a you Patreon subscriber, you can I see su- the juicy stuff. <laughs> I just suspect somebody with his fiance may have uh, some more private moments, not for general not broadcast. For general broadcast. We're going to have lots of fun. No doubt. More all to see right. if. You can't have fun with that beautiful lady. You're sick, and cancer is the least of your problems. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, everybody, don't forget that. Good night, on all. Good night, never. De- December thirty first at uh, five a.m. Eastern time. I don't know what the UTC time is. We're doing the uh, Hacker Public Radio um, twenty four hour. Well, it's about twenty seven hour um, show. Basically, between uh, 5 a.m. December 31st and around 7 a.m. on uh, January 1st, there's going to be a uh, open mumble server for people that's going to be recorded throughout that entire time. People can come on, join, talk. Even if you just come on and there's nobody else on there and you just want to say Happy New Year to people, it's all going to be recorded that entire time. So it'll all go on to the podcast to get it uh, published to Hacka Public Radio. And yeah, join us. It's always fun. It's always fun to hang out and talk. I probably won't be able to spend as much time on there as I wanted to because I have to work on New Year's Day. I actually oh, have man. inventory on that New Year's Day. Stop that should not stop you at all. <laughs> well, I definitely won't be able to drink as much. I probably won't be able to stay up as much unless I'm just going to go with no sleep whatsoever. But yeah, I bet there will be plenty of booze available for you to drink. There's, it's available, but it's not a good idea. But it's always a good idea. Yeah, and it's, it'll be on uh, Delwyn server. So those who have the you know know the the uh, Delwyn server stuff, uh, check Haven. out Hacker Public Radio for all the details. They'll have all the details on the website soon, probably. Chatter.skyhaven.net. Sky spelled S K Y E. Correct. Was it six four seven three eight still? Yeah, that's the port. All right. Good night, everybody, and we will see you next time. Have a good night. Hey, I'm Minor. I'm Minor. Can you hear me? You lit up, but I can't hear you. All right. Hey, there he is. Yeah, I had it, had it shut down, and I think it does that because I set it to back up like once a week. But in Proxmox, you have to set it to uh, to to boot back up after, because it shuts down, then backs up, and then that's it. If you don't set it to Boot back up after shutdown, after backup, then that's what happens. So. Um.
So I, I need to set that option again to to uh, start it, start you know, start it, start it when it comes when it's finished backing up. That's it. Uh, let's see, it's going. Uh, Hello, test. Moto. Test, test. One, two, three. Oh wait, I gotta start the recording. <laughs> to record. Oh, you started the uh, Jitsi server yet? Yeah. Test, test, test. One, two, three, test. One, two, three. <sighs> did, did you start the Jitsi server yet? Did you start Jitsi yet? Yeah. Okay. Recording is on. Oh, say hi from Thailand. Okay, say hi from Thailand. Hello. Hello. Hi from Thailand. Hi. How are you? Hello. How many more days, Martin C? Three and a half. Three and a half. Nice. So I I uh started my vacation today. And so I left the, my work phone in my work o- in my office, at home office, and uh, I didn't look at it until lunchtime. And they were calling me all morning for uh, some critical issues. <laughs> Oops. So how much of your time off, is, well, how much of your time is going to be uh, vacation and how much of it you're going to be working from Thailand? All of December is vacation. Uh, but I'll have my work laptop with me, so if they call me, I'll I'll answer. Yeah. Is it being recorded? Yeah. Would you prefer it wasn't? Because I can stop it. It's not like anything. Stop it. Uh, not like anything uh, was critical. Was critical. This goes at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I'll I'll be there until March fifth. Excellent. So I'll be working Excellent. all of next year. I'll be working from there until I come home. Hello, guys. Anybody hear me? Yeah, we yeah we hear you. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, I don't know. Occasionally, the system just just uh, gets a little cross-eyed. That was my fault earlier, uh, Netminer. Uh, I didn't have the mur- the Mumble server uh, booted up. It should be booted up all the time, but when it does a backup, it shuts it down, and I didn't have the option set to to uh, turn it back on. So now that I've got that set, I shouldn't do that anymore. Two thirty-three. What? Uh, this is a two thirty-three episode number two thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Sounds this, exciting. Is two thirty three significant to anybody? Does it mean anything? No, why would it? <laughs> I don't know. I it's just, a random ass number. It's a random, it's a pretty random number. Pretty yeah. random number, yeah. The thirty three part or just two thirty three? Two thirty three. Warrensy put a picture of some good looking food in the Is that a lot of cilantro? That is cilantro. There's uh uh Capricelli tomatoes, uh raw egg, yolks. Uh, egg is in with the broth, and it is a sirloin steak 
uh, beef ramen, and the noodles are uh, fresh Japanese ramen noodles, not uh, dried or frozen. They're fresh. They're not dried or frozen, so they're fresh. Like a shirataki? They are fresh. Like a shirataki? Uh, no, I forget what brand it was, but it's just oh. a, a, a fresh, soft, refrigerated ramen noodle. Okay. No preservatives and stuff in it. No MSG? That's the best part. And, uh, no THBQ, which is in everything. All the, all the ramen and is bad for you, they say. Our... I'm not a doctor. You just play one on a podcast. But, by the way, did anybody watch Turok? I thought that was pretty good. Was it? I haven't. I haven't even heard about it. I haven't even heard about it. I couldn't really find it anywhere um, until I found it on YouTube and I downloaded it. And really? It's on Amazon. It over to it's my on Plex. Amazon. Oh, I don't have Amazon. Oh, you don't have uh, Prime? What is? Uh... I don't have Amazon Prime. Interesting. So they haven't gotten to you yet. No, I got billed for it once. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I never said yes to this. Well, you, you were able to watch Dreamscape, though, right? Absolutely. It's on his Plex. He must own it. Virgin. Juicy's being interesting tonight. Juicy? Why is Juicy being interesting? Juicy. Well... Evidently, it's back to not liking people who don't authorize a camera. I see you. I mean, I, I'm assuming that's you. Cannot see us. I see Morrency. I see uh, Eric go. And I see a, like a gray avatar. I just thought that was you. I see Eric's uh, avatar. But I have H, J, B, M, and M. What browser are you using? Firefox. That's why. Firefox doesn't work. I had to install Chromium just for Jitsi. Yeah, there's some kind of bug with this latest Jitsi. Couple last couple of releases where Firefox doesn't work with it. Doesn't work with it. Actually, when I was installing Chrome. Chromium, and I was still in Firefox. It all cleared up in the middle of the install while I was installing packages. And then when it completed, uh, it started messing up again in Firefox. What do you think that means? I don't know. I use the app image, and it works pretty well for what it's worth. Oh, yeah, you could always use the... But, yeah, I don't know when they're going to get that fixed. I'm using Chromium. You could use Microsoft Edge. I've had a problem in in all the browsers, and honestly, the reason I use the app image is it's the only one that actually works for me. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, Mordency at one time was saying how everybody looked green, and I was like, I couldn't figure out why, and I realized when I was using Firefox with the new Gypsy, everybody was green, too. 
Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah, lots of fun. Jai lots of food. food. Of course. That's the whole point. I had one plate. That was it. I was That's all surprised. I had. One plate. I was a good boy. Yeah, I, I had one plate, but it was one mounted plate. Usually I eat multiple plates. But I did have seconds for a midnight snack. We usually do like a uh, a hash of all the stuff from uh, Thanksgiving. Basically just put it all in a pot together. Oh, and mash we we had an absolutely huge turkey, so we ended up making like turkey tacos, turkey soup, turkey sandwiches. Are you one of those crazy people who take like the carcass and boil it and make like a turkey soup? Well, yeah. Uh, see, I'm... I am bone broth, man. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Delicious. You end up with like an inch of fat on top. Yeah. We actually froze the neck and uh, a bunch of the other, you know, dark meat, less palatable parts so that we can make soup with it later. My father-in-law likes to tell the story of why he hates leftover turkey. It's because of his mother when he was young. They'd have Thanksgiving dinner. And then for like the next 10 days, she would find ways to make turkey into food, you know, like <laughs> turkey croquettes and then turkey soup and then turkey. And he's just like, take the turkey or throw it away. I don't want it after this meal. <laughs> Ours only lasted like when we had it on Thanksgiving. And then the next day, like I said, we did a, we do a, a almost like a hash style leftovers where you chop it all up, put it together in a pot and cook it and just like. Well, we had what, a 22-pound and... turkey? 22-pound turkey? How many people? Uh, five? You know, I have absolutely no idea how, how big this one was this year. My in-laws bought it. They brought it over we, we cooked it. One of these years, maybe we'll do a goose. A giant goose. Goose is gamey, man. Not my Those favorite. duck. Never had goose. I had duck once. Yeah, ducks, ducks, not bad. Goose, I've had a couple times, and both times it was just kind of like, I don't think I need to eat this anymore. Have you ever duck? had Peking duck? Yeah. No, that's so good. The skin is like crispy. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. I, I remember actually, a couple like, of years as a kid, instead of doing like a full-on turkey, we did. Uh, everybody got their own game hen. Hmm. That was oh, good yeah. eating. Yeah, those are good. I used to love uh, hunting, getting quail, pheasant. Pheasant's probably some of the best game I've ever had. Delicious. Doesn't take much seasoning. Just has a really naturally nice flavor to it. I would like to try deep fried turkey because I don't like white meat because it's always dried out. And apparently deep frying it really locks in sort of all the juices and stuff. So that would probably be interesting. I think you're cooking your turkey wrong. Right. Well, you can talk to my mother-in-law. She uses one of those bake-in-the-bag things, and somehow it still ends up being dry. I think she it's just good to it. make a, like a turkey salad out of it, kind of like chicken salad, but with turkey with the breast. Oh, sure. That's good. Yeah, okay. but I mean, I want a nice. So, <laughs> I was always going up, growing up, and going to like diners and stuff. I was always the open-faced hot turkey sandwich kid. Like that's what I ate all the time. Like you know, white bread. <laughs> Slices of turkey, gravy over the top, boom. That's that was it. Uh, and so, like, and that was always like fall apart turkey. And hers, for some reason, is just chewy. 
I don't know. I think she cooks it too hot or too long or something. I don't know. I it guess sounds it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't baste it proper. No, not really. There's no there's no like love in her cooking. <laughs> Seriously, I I don't I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but like, you know, it's it's clinical. It's, yeah, she, it's, she does it because she's supposed to. So right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here it is. It's done. Now, Eat. I followed the instructions. Leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> That's a hundred percent the truth. Yeah, it reminds me of my mother. She said when he she used to make uh, peanut butter fudge, mm-hmm. and my grandfather said that Maryland's fudge. You'd either need a spoon or a jackhammer. <laughs> it was either really runny or hard as a rock. Hmm. Fudge seems like a pretty specific thing to make. I don't know that I've ever had homemade fudge. Holiday fudge all the time. Really? Yeah. Must be a, yeah. Must Gr- be a... growing up. Well, it's it used to be cheap to make and more expensive to buy, so it's something uh, that you could okay. yeah I, th- I put fudge in that same category as like taffy oh. you know just not my thing yeah well, there, are, there are ways to make things that are very similar to fudge have the same texture and the same flavor um pretty low cost using like um uh pumpkin just pumpkin um, filling, not 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 the actual pie filling, which has all the extra like um, additives. You mean like canned pumpkin? pumpkin? Yeah, canned pumpkin. You can use canned pumpkin as a base, and then add like a crap ton of protein powder and some chocolate chips, or, and it'll come out very fudge-like. If you want to do the fudge-like and you don't have that, it's called one can, uh, and you need a spice cake, mm-hmm. like Betty Crocker, mm-hmm. and one can of pureed pumpkin. You should get a headset on. Okay, we'll come in with that. My wife my, likes to, my wife likes to cook uh, collect old cookbooks, and so she has all those like cookbooks from the fifties where everything was like in Jello. <laughs> no, I, I've seen a couple of guys, Aspic, Aspic, on on Aspic, YouTube right, yeah. that'll that'll get like recipes and be like, "This can't work," and they'll get them from like the forties and fifties, and then they'll throw it together, and it's like, "Wow, that's good." <laughs> and you just think of the calorie count because they're using like an entire can of condensed milk and like a pound of butter. Here, you want to stop? Okay. I think I was going to say is, is um, canned pumpkin is like sacrilege in my house. My wife has well, you, to have fresh pumpkin. Well, you uh-huh. can do as long as you use the puree pumpkin and then mix a can, uh, mix a box of the Betty Crocker spice cake. You don't need eggs or anything else, and it comes out kind of like a brownie fudge mix. It doesn't rise very much because the eggs are not in it. But if you're looking to kind of cut back on some of the, like we're, we're lactose intolerant, so we try not to do a lot of the milk stuff and everything like that. And that's just a way to get around it. Or you can even take a can of Coke and mix it with a box of Betty Crocker uh, chocolate cake or devil's food cake. My kids like it with Dr. Pepper and devil's food cake. <laughs> Wouldn't Coke be expensive? But they don't rise. But I'm dumb. Exactly. <laughs> I can't hear anything. No? Nope. You must have muted it or something. Well, thankfully, I, I can hear the lady. Can I hear? Can you guys talk? Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, yeah okay, I couldn't hear you at all. 
Oh, okay. I, I just I, I thought they would look like a like a comedy stitch. Dun, dun, dun. Were yeah. we actually talking or were we just sitting still? Uh, Couldn't see anyway. We 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 made an arrangement. We were just teasing you. We we all stopped talking as soon as you got on. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> They're teasing I, I, me. I, I said teasing. using I said using Coke to bake with was probably expensive. <laughs> ah, nice. Just don't use the sugar free, and you can use the alternative cokes. He's, uh, he's the powdery kind that's put up the nose. Uh, yeah, methamphetamine. Yeah. We can talk to Joe. Coke. I know, but we can ask Joe about that one. <laughs> the Iowa is the meth capital of the world. <laughs> I can't hear you. The state sport is drunk driving. I like meth. <laughs> Like Did you guys at least have a good Happy Thanksgiving? Yes, it was a lot it was of fun. Nice. No, it was nice to spend time. Blood, <laughs> blood. It was nice to spend time with family. But I was, I had been looking forward to the food so much, and then yeah, the food just was kind of like me. So I took one plate, picked at it for a little bit. It was just sort of like, okay, can we have dessert? <laughs> Did you ever think so. about just offering the cook? He's like, look, how about I cook it this yes. year? <laughs> yes. So last year, so that this was the one of the highlights. Um, last year we went over, and I, I've cooked at her house. She does this all the time. She'll invite us for dinner, and then I end up cooking, um, which is okay, because then I know I'm going to at least get good food out of the deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'm in her kitchen, and she has this ridiculously huge kitchen. They just built the house, and it's like a stupid huge house with all the – big shiny new appliances and i'm looking through all of her drawers and i'm like do you have any knives because i'm like just trying to cut up vegetables and stuff and she's like oh they're over there in this one drawer and i pulled them out and they are like literally the worst knives i've ever used and i'm like okay this has got to change so we ended up getting her a whole new set of knives like good knives and uh so this year before we got to her house she texted me and said i just want to thank you for getting me good knives because preparing the food this year has been so much easier because honest to goodness it was the thing where like i don't know if you guys are knives knife snobs like i am but like they had that like fake not fake like that really shitty serration on the edge yeah. where instead of being like a good chef knife you could actually chop pretty quickly right it's it, like you a had to uh, like stick knife yeah you had to slice and it was just like this isn't how you use it <laughs> so anyway yeah so i we gather the knives showed her how to use them and now she's like converted to uh good knives which i know when Thank she texted God. me this year yeah when she texted me <laughs> this God. year i was just like oh vindication i feel so much better about that so so anyway yes i have prepared food at her house plenty of times but she insists she won't let me help her with thanksgiving i'm like well i could just cut up the vet you know the onion i could be your prep cook nope I'm like, hmm. really really like, you're off. free kitchen help you're saying no <laughs> okay. Well, we're okay. So our girls are now getting old enough, and Paula will be graduating in August. So we've been slowly building the hope chest, mm-hmm. and so she's getting some Pyrex, she's getting some cast iron, she's getting stoneware. There you go. Did I did I tell you about the uh, steel pots that yeah. my grandmother gave me? Okay. Well, we're, we're 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 cast iron around here, man. You're gonna have to give us a bit of love here. That's fine. <laughs> fine. You have to just have to make sure that they're okay with maintaining them. That's all. Oh, she knows. Ca- 
Cast iron, if you keep them maintained, are great because you can just grab it and cook with it. It's when they're not. And all of a sudden it becomes like everything sticks to them and it's, you know, a mess. So. My kids are using 70-year-old Pyrex corningware mm-hmm. and 70-year-old cast iron skillets. <laughs> nice. My, uh, yeah, my grandmother has had the same dishes my entire life. And they're like, um, I want to say corningware. There's something like that. They're like a white glass. Yeah. Uh, and they just refuse to die. And you'd think white glass, they would break. But no, they're just some sort of like tempered glass. And she's they had this like daisy, yellow daisy oh, yeah. pattern. Oh, yeah. you have the blue daisy? Is it blue? Hers are yellow. Okay. They're the pattern. Those are patterns, and they're certain years. Uh, yeah. The- Usually, uh, the big popular one is the blue daisy. So instead okay. of the stamp being yellow, it would be blue. Gotcha. I have the French garden. Oh, fancy. <laughs> well, all, they're all the vegetables that you would see in the garden. And underneath oh. is them in, the, in French. Cool. And they actually can date to what year they were made. Neat. Neat. And Tala really likes the sunflower one, but I'm having a devil of a time finding them all. Hmm. But Pyrex uh, Corningware, you can draw uh, some of the pieces now trying to find them. You're looking at a couple of hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. Well, you think the whole set, like she had, you know, all the plates, the big plates, small plates, the gravy boat, like the, all the, you know, the whole thing. Um, And it was probably a gift from her wedding, you know, 65 years ago or something. Uh, But yeah, she's managed to. That and she has those the original Tupperware glasses still the like the yellow ones and the uh, they were like that pukey mustard yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like going back in time when you go to grandma's house. Uh, it's like a museum of the sixties and seventies. Hey man, as long as it cooks, I am willing to work with it. I'm telling you, doesn't mind, doesn't bother me. So she yeah, we've been that's what we've been building for Tala, but she she chose the sunflower. She mm. wanted a citrus. So we find we have a few pieces, but it's getting harder and harder to find them because she wants the baking uh mixing bowls. Oh yeah, those are tough. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean with that the pattern flower pattern on the side of those. Yep. Yeah, we have one. We have a green one. And uh I don't know where we got it. Yeah, we our whole kitchen is hodgepodge. We have we did get new dishes not long ago. Um, they were really cheap, but they're they're nice, like big square plates, super heavy. Uh, the ones we had from our wedding, like fifteen years ago, were just starting to get grody looking, and uh, they had that like crackle finish that was popular back then. You know what I mean? And then they yes. just looked dirty. There was nothing you could do to get them to look clean. So. Yeah, we well, got I, I wandered through a Goodwill about a, about three months ago, and I found the Pottery Barn, the brand Pottery Barn Square, mm-hmm. like the that dark dark red stoneware plates. Oh, the full set, and I picked them up for about a dollar a plate bowl. Damn, nice. I was like, Good. "Hey, you're coming home with me." <laughs> <laughs> Good job. So now yeah. I actually have a full set. Of, I can put everybody at the table with the same dishes. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we have setting for eight. So between the three of us, and then I mean, we rarely have eight people here. So <laughs> I, I gave up on it, man. I, I just it was. I, I told the kids they could take it with them when they leave. The, the stuff that I have, the mix matches, and it's a stoneware too. And it's 
it it's a blue pattern and it they're okay with this and I told them, you know, for your first dishes you never want anything that matches. That's what you ask for at your wedding. Yeah, right. And you get you ask for the thing you want. So you get what you want and then you can have that. And that's what we did too. And we, we liked those dishes that we had. They just after ten, fifteen years they just started to look kind of crappy and it's one of those things where you live with it for so long and you don't even, it doesn't occur to you that like, well, we can always just get different ones. <laughs> like, My parents know. are still using, they have, um, they have two sets and the stoneware that they got back at their wedding is in the China cabinet and oh. it's black with green swirls in it. Wow. That's unusual. My parents got married in the seventies. Avocado green with like the color of the. Yeah. And then yeah, they have the, the glasses that are, they're, they're like goblets, but they're a little bit taller and they feel rough. Uh-huh. And those sit in the kind of cabinet and occasionally my mom pulls them out for fancy events. Oh. And you then they have their the fancy event. Uh, usually Thanksgiving and maybe Christmas dinner or Christmas Eve dinner. Oh, okay. But she you has just... a setting for 12. Oh, nice. You just reminded me, uh, our house was built in 1970 and... We've seen pictures of what it looked like originally, and it it had changed substantially since since then. But one thing that didn't was this spare uh, bathroom that's sort of on the off wing of the house. It w- had an avocado green toilet, <laughs> and it needed a new seat. And you could not find the original color anymore because they just stopped making it, right? Because who has an avocado green toilet? <laughs> Surprisingly, you, you you will find it nowadays. It's come back into fashion. This specific one. That was the annoying part. So you can find ones and it was a slightly mintier green. We actually got it and it was like, it was from the same company, but it wasn't the right color and it was such a bummer. And then we're like, well, we could put a, like a wood color on there, but it was a five gallon tank. And so we finally, finally just said, okay, we're just going to replace it. Cause I mean, it seems like such a waste now to use a five gallon toilet. The house that my parents had um, when I was growing up actually had a smoking closet. Nice. So you, it was the coat closet, and you walk in and you put, and then in the back of the coat closet was this window, so you, the light and everything, and then you would go, and they pulled down a seat, and you could open up and smoke in there. <laughs> Cold climate? No, hot. Okay, because I could, I could just imagine that being something that you'd do up in like a colder climate where so you wouldn't have to go outside in the winter to have a cigarette or something. And my parents all love their step down showers. Oh yeah. We have one like that too. They redid the bathrooms, but they kept the step down like 70 style showers and the seating. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. That, that way in case the drain plugs, you can get a good six inches deep in there. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I, I just, I just like as long as you're getting down, up and down, fine. Because my parents are in their late seventies, and I'm like, yeah, okay. yeah, that's a good, good slip and fall situation. Oh my! Actually, come to think of it, my bed, my master one is too. I just realized that that's a four inch step down. Yeah, that was just the, I guess the, how they did it. Never even occurred to me until you said something. Well, that the ha- houses in the 70s had that middle of the house was set up for like a garden. Oh, I love that, though. They had, um, they, they, you don't see that anymore. I mean, you no. had the skylights and the yep. so you, you could actually plant stuff there and they would grow. Well, and just the idea of having 
planters inside. So my grandmother, my grandparents' house, the separator, the divider between the dining room and the living room was this white planter. And it literally for years had dirt and like in, indoor greenery type plants. And I always thought that was the coolest thing to have like house plants, but there's a like literally a brick wall with the top of it open and you had dirt in it and <laughs> like kind of a nothing you would ever see in a house today. I don't think Maybe. my neighbor, he turned his into his hunting trophy. So all the animals that he would um, like the big predators that he would hunt and he would then have them stuffed and he'd have them put up in there. So they look like they were still <laughs> so there'd be like there was a, a cougar, there was a bobcat, there was a fox, and I was just like, and so this thing was two stories tall, and he had them on branches all the way up there, and the plants down at the bottom growing up. That's uh, a look, I guess. Yeah, it made him happy. It reminds me of one of the uh, you always see those in movies where it's like dark, and then there's flashing lightning, and then you see like the the all of the animals. <laughs> You just got okay, man. Hey, but he made damn good beef jerky. That makes up for it then. I had I was always the venison jerky because I knew a lot of people that would hunt just for trophy and they didn't want the meat. And so I would end up getting like four or five deers worth of meat every winter. And most of it jerky out of Or that used to do that too. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, I just came back from hunting. Here, have a pound of jerky. Yeah. Oh, I'd get whole, like, here's 40 pounds of venison, like, because people would feel guilty, which is good, because I'd rather them at least take it and process the meat than waste it. I'm yeah. one, of, one of those weird people that really likes game. I don't mind it. It doesn't matter. Joe is having fun, and he's talking ugly to his computer. He keeps joining and leaving... I don't know what he's... He's playing around with headphones or something. I'm having trouble with this headset. Oh. Can you hear me? Did it make an awful noise? Yeah, I can't yeah. tell. It's coming through somewhere, but it's not the mic that's nearest you. Uh, would be my guess. If only you knew somebody who knew how to fix headphones. Right. It's not the <laughs> headphones problem. It's the thing that the headphones are on? Yeah. I tried switching to this. But I guess this is messed up. I'm going to take it apart and figure out what's wrong. Either that. No, this is a brand new cable. Not a cable I made. It's a brand new it's adapter cable, cable specifically for the ATH M50s. No, nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, when I talk, it should be coming across. I, I see it's going green. I, I think that Wait. it's. We're hearing you through her headset as well. Yeah, yeah. in the same room. But it's almost like her mic is more sensitive than the one you're using. Okay, hers is turned off right now. Yeah, her, that one is a much better, you know, headset. It's also not hooked up straight to the built-in 3.5 millimeter, which always sucks, which is why I tried to switch to, you know, a DAC, but my DAC seems messed up. So. Gotcha. We hear you okay, though. Yeah, my problem was when I was, um, I, I would mute. Hold on, let me do it again. And then when I unmuted, there would be an awful sound. The static noise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's doing that. It's kind of like a click and then some static. Yeah. Now, if I change how I mute, do I get the awful sound now? No. No. 
Okay, so I won't use my hotkey mute. Oh, and now you actually sounded a lot better whenever you did that. I don't know oh. what you just did. I don't either. <laughs> Voodoo. Audio. That's yep. all mumble then, because I used um, mumble's mute. I listened to the first 45 minutes of last week's, or two weeks ago, and after about half an hour, I was like, God, these guys got to tell me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> No. Seriously, we won't do that. We will just let you go and go and go and you, go. Well, Look Mike. You, a couple people would prompt me with a question about that, that tablet, and then I just... Nah, 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 nah. I mean... The thing is, we never said the name of the tablet. <laughs> about halfway through, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no? At the okay. very least, I, I should have pulled it up from... Because uh, I think it was in um, last time, the 230s. Last week's was 232s. I think it was in 231s notes when you had uh, talked about it more. We never Probably. mentioned the name of the, which, tablet it, uh, which tablet it was. Or... Gotcha. I think you said yeah, it was it's... Dell, but that was the extent of uh, our description yeah. of it. Yeah, it's a latitude. It's actually nice. It's a, I don't know if I've ever had a latitude before. I've always had XPS. My family said Inspirons. I had an Inspiron Gaming. But yeah, I, I don't think I've had latitudes before. So well, this is my first, first one. When people say Dell latitudes, they don't think tablet. They think laptop because there's an entire latitude laptop line. It's been right. around a whole lot longer and is more popular than the tablet line. I had a latitude laptop for a long time. Old 32-bit one. Uh, so what's everybody been watching? Watch Turok. Is that based on the video game? No, it's based on the comic books from the 50s and then rebooted in the 90s. It's really good. It's If you like that, um, um, like the kind of Frank Frazetta style of fantasy, and um, I think Morrissey would really like it, like Primal, if you like that show Primal. And you uh, spell it. What you're, you're saying, Turot? T R O K. Yep. To rock. Or like a spine of night or something gotcha. like that. Okay. It's really good. Oh, Turot. Okay. Now I recognize it from the comic. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Is it? So, the, what's that on Amazon? It's not a series. It's just a movie, animated movie. The Son of Stone. Yep. That's okay. it. And I watched. Uh, and I watched. Uh, it's also on YouTube. Yeah. I'm more than you found it on YouTube. Oh, it's an animated nice. movie? Yeah. Did they ever make yeah. a live action uh, Turok movie? Uh, Which was know. probably based more on the game. Let me look it up. This looks like it is sort of the art style of the um, like heavy metal or something. Heavy metal. Yeah. 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 Live action uh, that was in development in 20, 2008 and it was. Um, yeah. Oh. Oh, um, oh, did anybody watch the uh, Doctor Who special? The one on Disney Plus? Mm-mm. I did. It was awesome. Oh, this I have not watched it yet. I don't. I don't think uh, I have it yet. I finally watched Silent Night. I keep seeing the ads for Silent Night. Which one's Silent? The Night? new John Woo Silent movie. Night. Yeah, yeah. Evidently, there's no talking in it. Really? That'll get annoying. I have seen a couple movies that have had no talking that were just captivating. Well, the whole point of the movie for Silent Night is um, kind of a revenge, and his child is killed in front of them during like the Christmas season, and why it was uh, like a drive-by. 
and he loses his voice due to the sh- where he got shot trying to protect his kid. But is there, like nobody talking in the entire movie, or just he doesn't talk? It's kind of like uh... <laughs> well, it's basically people are talking, but he doesn't talk. You're hearing that he, right. he's like his thoughts, but you don't really. I can handle that. Well, Nicholas Cage watched... had a movie where he didn't talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Willy did you Wonderland. Ever watch, did you ever watch Mel, Mel Brooks's uh, silent movie? Yeah. I can't that that movie. I I love that movie. It was it was a freaking hilarious movie. But at some point, I'm like, dear God, just somebody say something. <laughs> it just I don't know why it just drove me nuts that no one talked throughout the entire. I know it's the point of the movie. It's supposed to be a silent movie, but whatever. It just drove me nuts. There's another good one called The Tribe. That's uh, all in sign language. That's really Ooh. cool. It's like about a kind of like an orphanage for kids, except for kid deaf kids. And it's almost like Lord of the Flies, except it's all on sign language. What's all the tribe? The tribe. I, yeah. I might make Tala watch it. It's a for, it's a foreign film. It's it's good. What well, doesn't matter because we don't. Is speak it PSL though? Huh? Is it American sign language? I don't know. Okay. Check it out. See what she, does she know ASL? Yeah, she's studying to get her ASL certification. Yeah, I took a girlfriend to see it. it who who was who was into ASL too and was taking it in college and uh, she really enjoyed it. Girl. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> Woman friend. I was going to say, you didn't get a date after that, did you? You didn't hear from her she just ghosted you completely. Oh, we were together for, I don't know, four, year, four or five years, something like that. That's been a while ago. And she's from Leek and... Uh, she was from uh, Thailand, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, she was from southern Thailand, uh, Saratani. Do you know that, Mordency? Uh, maybe your girlfriend does. Your, she, 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 probably. She, she, she probably knows where that is. But anyway, yeah, it was oh. good. What else did you watch, Hockey? Me? I've been watching a, a show on uh, Netflix uh obliterated like that it's funny as hell um the hell else i don't know i can't think of anything i got a couple more things you see dreamscape fantastic yeah oh i fin i caught up with rick and morty I um Oh I did I, catch up with Invincible. Did you see that yet, Joe? I have not. I plan to eventually, but it it's on my back burner list. I yeah. did rewatch um a bunch of episodes of Constantine and I rewatched all of Almost Human. And then Jackie and I have been watching um the first couple of episodes of Sleepy Hollow. And we'll Very probably good. we'll probably yeah. No, that was uh, it. Was a good show. It's been off the air for a while now, but yeah, uh, I remember it. It started first, out good. Like it started off seasons. real good. Yeah, yeah. the the fir- The first season was really good. The second season was kind of meh, and I don't think I even bothered with the third season. Yeah, and like the fourth season, they changed the premise so much that it it wasn't well, even. The wow, same there was show that anymore. many. I didn't know that. Yeah, was, I don't think we even bothered good. with the fourth season at all. Yeah, we were. We were both kind of eh with the third season. Yeah, but the first two were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Especially the first season. It's like they had they had a good solid idea, but they just couldn't keep going with it. The the idea behind it didn't have any continuation. Right. I mean, well, exactly. that and the writer strike. 
Was there a Tim Burton movie about the Headless Horseman too? There was one, yeah. That's yeah, the one with uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, he's in all. I his think movies. that was Tim Burton. Yeah, it's uh, Johnny Depp, and I've been trying to get Joe to watch it with me again, but we haven't. It's on the on the list of when we have time, and it's not hockey season. Uh, oh, um, I did grab the creator. Uh, it's on our list, so I haven't watched it yet. I've, um, I've heard either everybody loves it or everybody hates it. Yeah, I also grabbed uh, because I kept seeing the uh, ads for the new one. I grabbed um, all of the old movies of the Toxic Avenger. Oh, you did all the old trauma stuff. Yeah. Did you get the animated series? I did not. Not yet. Um, I'm it. still. I think, I think a bunch I'm still of them on Tubi. Trouble, yeah, with the third movie. So hopefully that one's on Tubi. Well, I think Trauma has well, their own Trauma YouTube channel where YouTube they just channel, put all their movies up all there. Their movies up. Yeah, they they uploaded all their stuff to YouTube. Uh, yeah. yeah, a couple oh, years ago. Cool. But it's also the holiday times, and we're now at that point where we are supposed to be watching a holiday movie every night with the Munchkins. It's kind of tradition. Yeah, but we haven't put up the tree yet. Santa sleigh. Yeah, well, we're going to start, obviously, with the ultimate Bad Christmas movie, um, which is Die Hard. Not Deadly Night. Die Hard. One or two? One. Two doesn't exist. It, it went For some reason, it went straight from one to three. I don't know why. I like two. Two is garbage. Two is fantastic. Two is hot garbage. Two is a decent sequel. No, it's <laughs> shit. Oh, it's it is five is the only one you need to watch. <laughs> I was like, there was a fourth. Yeah, there was there there was a fourth, but wow, that would that would that was another crapper. Five actually yeah. wasn't terrible, and then didn't they make a six? I don't know. I thought I actually thought four wasn't terrible, but five I thought was terrible. But his son's like twenty years old or whatever. Yeah, and he's yeah. busting him out of a Russian prison. Yeah, and he turns out to be a spy. Yeah, yeah, I thought that one was kind of terrible. Four was wasn't wasn't horrible. Yeah, they, it wasn't they, good. They it wasn't changed as good up as the two. premise a little bit. Yeah, no, two was shit. Two was great. Which one, Die Hard? Yeah. Yes. Would you guys Die like harder. to hear, since we're talking about Die Hard, there's a quick list right here real quick. 28 of the best non-Christmas Christmas movies that aren't Die Hard that you can stream right now. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. Uh, Especially two. You want to hear this list real quick? Sure. Uh, it starts with The Thin Man from 1934, uh, Night of the Hunter from 1955, that's Robert Mitchum. That's pretty good. Uh, let's, let me get past all the old ones that nobody's ever heard of. Uh, Ordinary People from 1980 with Donald Sutherland. I don't think I've seen that. Brazil. That Terry Gilliam's movie. Did you ever see Brazil? Oh, yeah. I've seen Brazil. Uh, Christmas Goes to Hell is what they call it. Less Than Zero. Uh, Die Hard 2 is on the list from Crap 1990. So somebody has to eat their words. I didn't say it wasn't a Christmas movie. I just said it did exist because it sucked. All right, here, here's the rest of the list real quick. Batman Returns from 1992. Yep. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Batman Returns gets a hell's yeah. Uh, Star, Star Trek Generations from 1994. 
That's okay. weird. The ref. Remember that with Dennis Leary? Yeah, I, I love that, that movie. We consider that a, uh, we watched that around Christmas time. Yeah. Love them. It, That's it's, on the yeah, list. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, Babe from 1995. The City of Lost Children. Did we, did we watch that was one? Was Babe dinner? Yeah, Babe was dinner. <laughs> Have you all seen that, City of Lost Children? Uh, uh, no. It's really good, Ron Perlman. It's kind of like, it reminds the 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 uh, kind of cinematography and stuff is like a dark city. Okay. Uh, L.A. Confidential. Okay. Uh, End of Days with Schwarzenegger. Uh, Go from 1999. Uh, that was kind of like a Pulp Fiction ripoff. Eyes Wide Shut from 1999. Would you like to watch that with the family? That took, yeah. Grandma. Right. That took place during Christmas time. Yeah, it took place okay. during Christmas time. I actually saw it in the theater. I think. Oh, did you really? Yeah. It, well, it said the story begins at a vaguely naughty adults-only Christmas party. There's like two different versions of that, too. Oh, Castaway. Tom Hanks, 2000. Oh, because it initially starts at Christmas time when he uh, takes that yeah. flight and then... The FedEx driver. Yeah, that's that's kind of reaching a little bit. Uh, there's one like called it, the... At one point during the movie, it, it, it's Christmas. That's about it. Well, yeah. Uh, the Ice Harvest from 2005. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one. It's good. Harold Ramis in it. Isn't that the geo uh, the geo takeover one? Uh, it says it's a neo noir with John Cusack and Billy Bob Thornton who play con men and mobsters. Yeah, and then there's like an ice storm going on in the background or something like that. Oh and yeah, the, the backdrop the... of everything is a giant ice storm. So their something. goal is complicated by an ice storm that's closed the roads. Yes. Okay. I love kiss, anything kiss, with John Cusack. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang from 2005. Okay. Uh, the proposition from 2005. Uh, let's see. In Bruges, have you seen that one? That one's a good one. Um, uh, with um Colin Farrell. No. Uh, if you haven't seen that, you should check it out. Tangerine from 2015 about uh transsexual sex workers. Uh, <laughs> Carol from 2015. <laughs> uh, Call Me by Your Name from 2017. <laughs> Uh, Spencer from 2021. And that's it. Some of those I've heard of, some I have not. I'm waiting for the new DC animated. We're supposed to get a new Batman Christmas movie. Well, Jackson, since you're a part of the show today, you got to go over the rest of the stuff you've been watching because I already know some things that haven't been mentioned yet. Yeah, I've been watching Spy X Family. I've uh, been watching, of course, Grinches with JC as it is the holiday time. And we watched, oh, we watched the Yucky Bear Christmas special. Which one? The Yogi Bear. Oh, okay. We have a lot, of, dude. He 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 was willing to put up with the raisins. Oh yeah, the, the California raisins. California raisins Christmas special. Wow. I think I saw that. Uh, besides, like the first year it came out on television, I think I probably watched it. And I'm not sure how many times they replayed it afterwards, but it wasn't many. It wasn't, but it is really funny when you it, when it, all the different trite verses for the "Here We Come a Wassailing." Oh yeah. And then um, we've been watching, of course, Sleepy Hollow, but I've been watching way too much fucking news. <laughs> Don't do that. It's not good for you. Uh oh. It's like oh, social media. It's bad for you. Well, I've been really interested in with um. With all the court cases, because everything was heading to appeal, uh, uh, the appeals courts and different levels for Trump stuff, and I was kind of interested in how that was going to handle uh, run out 
So, and then we end the George Soros stuff today. George Soros? Is it George Soros? No. Santos. Oh. <laughs> it's totally different people. Yeah. We're going to go with it. Okay, the guy that's uh, really crazy that somehow got elected in law- off of Long Island. <laughs> yeah, George Soros is somebody else. Completely. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it, it he he spent money on Botox at uh, Herm- Hermes and then uh, OnlyFans and then was stealing his uh, donors' uh, identification stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, then he then he was saying his mom died in nine eleven, but that didn't happen. And then he's <laughs> then he's also apparently he's a uh, gay stripper from Brazil. And wow, it, it, you talk about like I, I, it's like reading. Like, remember the old nineties rags, man? Like TMZ yeah. before it really be, actually became a decent news news organization. Have y'all seen the latest polls yet? Presidential polls. Favorable rating. Trump has a 15-point lead over Biden. Okay, we also have to take a point into when they do these, they do phone calls. I'm just saying, don't get your hopes up. (laughs) Most people do not answer unknown phone calls. I I try to tell this to my friends. I said, you know, they're very liberal, and I was like, it's a real possibility much greater than zero chance. No, no way. No, no. And it's like, man. Well, I, I saw Nikki Haley's got the getting the backing of the uh, capitalist side of the Republican now. To guess the Koch brothers on her side. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I try to tell them, and they don't want to believe me. They're blinded by their own bias. So I said, man, you're going to have to face reality. It's, you know, you may not, you may be moving to Canada. <laughs> no, but you guys should check out Spy X Family. It's really good. What is it? The Spy X Family. Spy X Family. It's a yeah, series. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's an anime. There's two seasons out, and um, it starts off as he's a. It's kind of like an East and West Germany kind of feel, and he's a spy, and he's got to infiltrate a, a children's private school to see a minister. So. He uh ha- he goes and finds this kid in an orphanage and kind of is now now that he's got a daughter and then he just magically runs into a woman who absolutely needs to get married so that the government quits looking at her funny and she happens to be an assassin and, and nobody knows what's going on except for the kid who happens to be telepathic. Well, that's an interesting plot. It, 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 well, it's just uh, the, them try, you know, him trying to plot and plan everything and she's like, oh my god, this is awesome, and then. You find out the brother-in-law is part of the secret police, and she's the only one that knows really what's going on because she can hear people's thoughts. There you go. Funny when she hears the assassin's thoughts. She's trying to help her with math, and and, and so she's listening to her thoughts. Is her, it, but you know, she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, we just got to take this body part off. We got to take this body body part off. We got to cut off the head, and this is how we get to this algebra." <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god!" And it has a very 1930s kind of feel to it. Some of the the kind of how the technology and everything is at the time. Birthday party. The one with all the explosions and the spy. Oh, uh, so she has to get into the private school. She needs. They need this kid to be in the private school so he can. She can become friends with the prime minister's son, because this prime minister has only seen in his son's social events. So she finally gets in, and they 
he they give her a reward and her favorite TV show is like Spy versus Spy going on. And so one of the informants tells him, oh, you can rent out the castle for a day and go do this. So he, t- the informant acts like the villain and he starts, uh, by calls in all his friends and he's got to defeat them and save the princess kind of thing. And she's all living this up and they're all think it's just, they all, they all think it's real. Like all the spies think they're trying to stop him from doing something. And then it, it's a lot of hijinks and, you're like, oh god, I can't believe everybody does not see what's going on. What it's else? A good show. You guys should check it out. Eric, what have you been watching? I started watching National Lampoon's Christmas Story or whatever it's called. Just Christmas, maybe. Uh, I got about halfway through and just got interrupted. Um, I don't. I've been just kind of watching a combination of hockey and free YouTube movies and. Yeah, just kind of a hodgepodge. I watched uh, this week's movie, which was actually way better than I was expecting from the... I, I mentioned this on Matrix, but like, I swear old uh, trailers do a terrible job of making a movie look appealing. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me or what, but the, the trailer for... for dreamscape was like looked so cheesy and terrible and then i started watching and i'm like oh no wait this is actually a really good movie <laughs> you guys well acted and reasonably you know cohesive plot and yeah uh some decent you know actors in it and i mean it had a good flow to it kind of built you know the story and moved Listen, it along we're not doing a review of the movie yet all right you gotta hold your horses. No, no, save I, it all. I, save it I, up. I, I'm, save I'm it sorry. Up. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm Did sorry. you see that Jari ha- is, uh, has uh, one point? Yeah. Uh, he's got one point, but that puts him only three points behind Ovetkin. Yeah. <laughs> for the year. I love I love twisting the knife on Ovi a little bit. Yeah. That was always such a great rival for me because, you know, being a Pens fan and watching uh, watching the Capitals just always fail in the playoffs. Well, don't we have backpack games uh, this this weekend and on Monday for Philadelphia? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be a horrible. But that, well, the second game is gonna be horrible, but it's gonna be a good horrible. I'm always conflicted. They played the uh, Lightning this week, and since that's my local team, kind of root for both. And uh, I mean, I'll always be a Penguins fan first, but uh, I still like to see the Lightning win as well. So. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I Like I told you guys, I guess I just don't have the opportunity to watch as much stuff, or I don't tend to just put it on in the background like you do. I, especially if it's video, I have a hard time not, like, focusing on it. So, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. So I have Real Good, which I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. It's basically just a streaming tracker where I could basically say which things I want to watch. Mute, Danny. Sorry. Um, I just put in there the stuff I want to watch, and then as it comes up on one of my services, it'll send me an email and just say, hey, these these things are up. Uh, I started watching The Batman and got about halfway in and was just really bored with it. I mean, it's the one from 2020, I guess. 
with uh what's his name from the stupid werewolf movies um twilight harry yeah. potter it, no, no it, the guy from twilight he's also from harry potter Either oh way, yeah you're right cedric Duggar. i forgot um yeah that that the movie was horrible yeah i got i just i was like this is really slow and boring is it just me no <laughs> okay no. good it was horrible good. just tracking and i liked it <laughs> that I, 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 that I, I realized what they were doing is they're rewriting. They're trying to set up for another system, and I right. realized I'm okay with this because you can't. It, it well, it pissed me off. The Arrow was stealing all the freaking Batman stuff, and then you know, I, I, I get where they're going with this, and I'm hoping because with the they want to redo the Justice League, I'm kind of hoping that it gets better. Mm. And I get that. I know sometimes you have to set things up, but yeah, I just, you know. I did like the, Colin Barrel as the penguin, though. I, I You really could not yeah. see him as it, and that it was like, oh, man, that really brought out some of his chops. So, I mean, talk about the diametric opposite of the 90s Batman movies, right? Oh, yeah. They tried so hard to make it like, oh, the penguin's just a mobster guy who happens to have features that kind of look like a penguin. You know, it's just sort of like... Oh, okay. We're not being like ironic with it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I just, yeah. And I do that a lot. I'll start a movie and I figure I've only got so many hours of life <laughs> on the planet. And like, I know there are people that'll hang in there with a terrible movie, but if I'm not enjoying it, I'm just like, yeah, enough of this. So yeah, I, I tend to do that. There's a, there's a long list of half consumed movies out there uh, did you try to watch yeah. the uh, joker movie the the newer one yeah 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 i thought you know i like joaquin phoenix i've liked him in a lot of things and i i just like the idea of the sort of the twisting mental side of it where it's like how much can one person stand before they just literally break and so i've always sort of enjoyed those sort of movies um but in terms of like his the joker and the place in that world like it didn't really fit as a joker character in my opinion i actually wholeheartedly agree with you i i think if it was not called the joker if it was just called something else and not meant to be related to dc at all it would probably be a little bit more amusing of a a movie or at the very least i wouldn't hate it as much as i just straight up fucking hate it yeah. And I, we had a discussion last year because I had watched it on New Year's last year. So then after I finished watching it, I came on to, uh, to the New Year's show and was like, "This, it, how does how does anybody like this? It's yeah. just, it's it's absolutely fucking miserable. Yeah. And that's, that's what, all it three is. Three hours it's... long and just drawn the fuck out too. Yeah. <sighs> yep. And that's, that's really the way I looked at it because they never even got to the Joker part until the very, very end. And it was just like, you know, I get like you try to create a backstory on someone, but like, yeah, they just, it, it, it was sort of almost like self-flagellatory at that point. It was just like, you're, you're, you're taking too much time. Like, um, it's too excruciating. Like nobody's life is all bad, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, Hey, that's a modern masterpiece right there, man. Yeah. I think I cut Mordency off partway through his list. I'm sorry about that. Mordency. <sighs> Oh, I was half paying attention. I was trying to remember what show it was on Adult Swim that I wanted to see that I saw part of in the hospital years ago and then literally just now 
when you were showing when you were talking about the uh, uh, what the Amazon one, the Turok. Turok. It made me think of what was that? And here it's it's the Primal show on Adult Swim, per, and I realized per, Primeval. Primal. Primal. Okay. And you haven't I seen just, Primal, Joe? It's awesome. It's yeah, no, there's no dialogue. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Really good. And on so they had it streaming on the site, and so I sat and watched them while you guys were talking. There's no dialogue to follow, so it was just I was just watching it while listening in. But uh, yeah, I want to catch up on that. That was pretty killer. There was another one that was really weird. It was almost like cut out animation where um like there was a this it was always really gory too where there was like this queen that had like a worm coming out of her neck and oh, it was thought it was adult swim too and it was about like a knight that was fighting these weird evil creatures and I, anyway i was trying to look for it and i couldn't find it so maybe i'm sounds thinking. like something off mtv yeah they had some I, interesting anime for a while it's really um so not to overshare, but I was in the hospital for a really long time uh, a couple of years ago with a very bad infection. And so they had me so pounded it with drugs that I was hallucinating like 24 seven. I could, it was hard for me to tell what was real and what wasn't. <laughs> and so they would put stuff on the television and like they put adult swim on pretty routinely. Cause the, one of the people who worked at night liked to come in and watch it a little bit. And so I would sit there and stare at the television at these cartoons. That's how I first saw Rick and Morty. I was just like, what am I watching? You know, is this real? Am I making this up in my mind? <laughs> like, but yeah, so now that I've looking back on that time period, I'm trying to actually pick out like, okay, I know there was a show I was watching. I don't know how much of it I actually understood. And like, is that legit or not? But uh, yeah, so Primal was one of them and Rick and Morty and then this other one and I've yet to find it. So um, anyway, you should watch a on Abram Oh, well I watched it when it was on liquid television. And back MTV. in the day. Yeah. MTV that was back in the day. Killer. Absolutely killer. That's oh, one of awesome ones to watch when you're kind of out of it. <laughs> you're like, Fuck. Oh, you, that oh. is the craziest show. <laughs> she mentions that because it played on MTV and they had that block. And another really good one was the, the version of Amazing Spider-Man that they put out. The animated version of that that came out on MTV was... Spider-Man 2099. No, was, also, Spider-Man 2099 came out on that, but uh, that was more Scarlet Spider than it was Spider-Man. Oh, uh, no, it, I don't remember what they called it, but it was, it was essentially Scarlet Spider in an alternate dimension. But um, they also had a version of The Amazing Spider. I think it was The Amazing Spider-Man. Maybe it was The Spectacular Spider-Man. I don't remember. But they had an MTV version. Really good. So you mentioned, you mentioned Aeon Flux. Wasn't there a live action with, like, Charlize Theron or something? Yeah. Yeah. Was it any good? It had good action. I, I will it? give you it was good action, but I'm not going to give it Aeon Flux, like, the, the cartoon, the animation, or the comic book it was kind of like one of the side arcs but the action was well done and it was well it, it had a good film mm -hmm. it was more like that vampire movie that came in around the same time frame oh underworld no. well no it kind of has a it kind of feels you had that feel it was the action was good with that one too the the underworld and it really felt like they oh, kept I... that fighting style and that flow 
I love. We lost you. Joe, you got to turn your mic on, buddy. Well, I was talking on her mic, and I didn't want to yeah. turn my mic on. So, yeah. but the zero no, point they had, technology. They had the zero point technology and like the guns coming out of the wrists and things, and the kid that was the ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. That's, That's what it was. Aeon Flux really reminded me more of Ultraviolet than oh, it did the, have to look that the, the live action. See, Ultraviolet had a. If nothing else, yeah. I get I get great. Uh, so there's a two thousand, there's a ninety eight thousand six and a two thousand seventeen, and a two thousand fourteen and a ninety ninety two. Boy, there's a lot of ultraviolets. <laughs> Which one was it? Two thousand six, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I, that sounds about the right time frame. Is it? Uh, Didn't we watch that? Mia Jovovich. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's her. Wasn't good. Yeah, it's got a fifty eight. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Didn't make any sense. It it had yeah. <laughs> it was it was missing something in the same way that Ultraviolet was missing something. Or but no. that one was closer. Well, that's what we're talking about, right? Aeon Flux, I meant. Oh. Yeah, the Ultraviolet with that one, the 2006, did kind of close into the comic book. One of the they both kind of touched on it, like they were trying to pull from it, but they both just missed the mark. But I liked the flight, the fighting sequences and the technology use sequences. They were well done. Man, they have used this name so many times. You know, when it's that show, it's like a 920, 1020 where Tonky is. Well, she has to finish his list. Okay, go for it, Mortensy. Um, I didn't watch much. <laughs> there we go, short and sweet. <laughs> um... Uh, I watched a movie with The Rock in it, Rampage, and the new. Um, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. How, how was that? It was okay. Uh, yeah, that's the best I've heard anybody say about it. It's okay. Regular popcorn movie. Well, I mean, I mean, I enjoyed the last one. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't feel like the. Uh, there was any more or less suspension of disbelief about. Well, stuff. I have to with add, the have crystal to skull and the aliens. In yeah. the Dial of Destiny, did they mention his son? Yes. Was he in it? Was he in it? No, he died in died in war. So at the beginning, he's all messed up. He's still a professor, and uh, so there's a flashback to the Nazis, and then it shows him being woken up by his neighbors because they're partying, and it's 1969, and the moon launch has gone off. So he's a professor, right? Because those movies take place further in the past, back when it wasn't grave robbing. <laughs> the one that Joe was trying to convince me that we should go see in the theater is the new Godzilla minus one. And I'm really not feeling the the uh, the TV thoughts for it. I feel like it just feels like a remake. And I, if I'm going to do a remake of Godzilla, I want to do it at home in comfort. <laughs> yeah. But the the problem is, is I want to go out to a movie with my wife, and there's shit in the theaters. Can't well, that. <laughs> when the new uh, Toxic Adventure comes out, check that out. It's not. I don't think that's really her style of, of movie. I, yeah, not that's definitely not even married date night movie. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm not even going to ask her to sit with me when I watch the old Toxic Avenger <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Toxy. I saw Tromeo and Juliet in the movie theaters. I've seen that one. Our last date night was Blue Beetle. I watched that. That was pretty good. 
Well, Jaime is uh, from El Paso, originally in the comic books. And so a lot of the set stuff was from El Paso. Yeah, those houses um, that they showed, I mean, where he lived and the houses around it that they were showing, they were practically taken straight out of downtown El Paso. Now, I know it wasn't recorded there, but they took some of the front yards, like the rocking horse that was there and the one. We literally saw that in El Paso. So it was a little bit nostalgic for us. Was it supposed to take place in the Keys, though? Yes. Yeah. But the original comic character was from El Paso. And so it, it, the commentary at the beginning, before the movie started, where they were talking about the making of the movie, they, they, they said it was kind of this fusion between Florida and El Paso that they were talking about. And they, they went to El Paso, and they were looking at the homes there. And, of course, so that they, they got it from downtown. And... <sighs> Yeah, the plaza, that, that, that's where they got the ideas for the sets for the poorer areas of that area. In the- to me, it was like watching Telemundo, and I was excited. I also saw the new uh, Spider-Verse movie. I was very disappointed that it was a part one. Yeah, I, I told Jackie the same thing. She's still excited to see it. It is on the Plex. It's it, a good... It, it, there's a new Apple TV series, uh, I think I think it's on Apple, uh, called Monarch Legacy of Monstrous. It's a Godzilla. I saw the ads for that. I, I'm kind of, I, I, I love Kanji. <laughs> I like my monster movies, man. I just want to be able to do it at home in my PJs and house shoes. Okay. Joe says he'll get that one for me and I can then watch it. He's having to already fix up the download for Spyber and Family because, because it won't it play the original. original. Why did that just go over the... Did you... You unmuted Jitsi for some reason. Or somehow. There, I can't hear you, so it's you got to be... Oh, you're muted now. No, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, you're going to get me the Monarch? Yeah, uh, no. Um, uh, Spy X Family... I downloaded the first season, you know, completely legally, of course. But um, it was an MKV, and I think my graphics card is going out on my server because it would not play over the Plex on the TV in our bedroom. So I ended up having to use Plex to do the conversion so that it would um, make a mobile version of it. And then that would play. And also, I'm getting, like, specific episodes, like AVI things that are green-tinted, very heavily green-tinted, which is why I think um, my graphics card is going. And I'm getting, like, heavy graphics artifacts in, in different Chrome windows, like when I'm on Amazon or something like that. So there has to be an issue somewhere, and I'm assuming it's my graphics card. It sounds like that's probably a safe assumption, now, Jackie was saying that um, Godzilla should be watched at home, Kaiju should be watched at home, and I was like, if Godzilla 2000 came back out in theaters, she'd go to it. So, the one with Matthew yeah. Broderick? Yeah, Matthew Broderick. I saw that in the theaters. Didn't we? Yeah, we, we went and saw that in theaters. And Pacific Rim. And Pacific Rim, yeah, that, that like counts Pacific as a Kaiju Rim. movie. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good, actually. Much better than the uh, reviews it got. We have both of them, don't we? 
I thought they made three. Did they make three of them? No, two. I know two. I know. I know we have two. All right, back to Linux. I don't think we've said one thing about Linux yet. Uh, well, I was mentioning, you know, my graphics card. So we have done technology. Fair. Why don't you save okay. it for when we start? All this right, kick this pig. You got to shut up. I'm going to keep talking every time I see you write down the freaking time. Okay. Oh, my God. It's Hacker Public Radio. Hacker Public Radio is a daily podcast by the hacker community for the hacker community. If you're interested in technology, creative thinking, hacking, Linux, or any kind of computer, and that kind of stuff, you should listen to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.com. The Linux Link Tech Show. Tune in to the world's longest-running Linux podcast live every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Find us on the web at www.twlts.org or email us at techshow at thelinuxlink.net. IRC server, thelinuxlink.net, pound techshow. Join Pat, Alan, Link, and Joel. And don't forget the two Dan's. They are so hot. I know, because I've kissed them both. And Blind Rich, he's a bloody drunko. If you don't like the gas, you can get up your ass. Ain't no funny duddies that'll get back.